Welcome to Diamond Niners Weekly for week 13 of the 2020 season. We're back to keep the Charlotte 49ers baseball talk going and show COVID-19 who's boss. This is Nick. As always, I'm joined by Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Coach Robert Woodard. Hey, everybody. Coach Bo Robinson. What's happening? How's it going, Niner Nation? (laughs) And producer Brad. Hey, hey. All right, guys. Hey, there's two Coach Robinsons, man. (laughs) Well, get to that. Get to that. (laughs) Folks, what we have in store for you, if if you've been listening to our show since the beginning, there's not going to be anything we've ever done that's anything like what we're about to do. Just fa- fasten your seatbelt. You're going to love this. This might be our most anticipated episode ever. This is over 40 years in the making. This is our all-time Charlotte 49ers baseball fantasy draft. Kevin, we have spared no expense here in recruiting our four general managers to conduct this draft. In addition to you, and I know you'll do well on behalf of Diamond Niner fans, we have Darren Spees, class of 89, Deputy Athletic Director of the Charlotte 49ers. How you doing, Darren? Awesome. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate you joining us. We have Mark Colon, class of 83, Director of Major Gifts at UNC Charlotte and all-time 49er great and the real 49er. Mark, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Kevin. Glad, glad to be here with double Robinson coaches and Coach Woody. Finally, our fourth GM, Sean Fox, Assistant Director of Media Relations for Charlotte 49ers Baseball and the voice of the Charlotte 49ers on the air. How are you, Sean? Good, Nick. Thanks for having me. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh. The pre-show, folks, was unbelievable. I can't even I can't even begin to describe it to you. Mark, I'm going to call on you, if you don't mind. Um, we, we do have two Coach Robinsons here. Uh, can, can you explain that? I'd, I'd love to explain that. One of them was one hell of a third baseman in All-America. The other one is one of the great deer hunters of all time. And our second coach of all, all time, he coached here for a decade. And he built this program after Gary Bartley turned it over into a program that made some significant transition, had tons of players drafted in major league teams, a number of guys that appeared in the major leagues, and his name is Gary Robinson from Garinger High School, the Charlotte product, and he was an awesome coach and a better friend. Say hello, Gary. Sounds like he couldn't coach a lick. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's what's scary. You won a bunch of games, too. Here's what's scary, guys. We've got producer Brad. That's one Garinger grad. We've got Coach Gary Robinson, that makes two Garinger grads. We've got yours truly, that makes three Garinger grads. And sitting here with, helping out with record keeping tonight is my lovely wife, Emily. That makes four Garinger grads involved in this broadcast. So, And there was only five ever. And there was only five <laughs> ever. So yeah. what I'm telling you is, is y'all need to respect the G. That's all I'm telling you. <laughs> all right. This is going to be... This is going to be a lot. Of, I think we've actually introduced everybody, have we not? I think we have, yeah. All right. We're going to get to this draft, and oh, my gosh, is it going to be fun. 
But before we do that, we're going to hit on at least one university news and note here. Um, before, or sorry, after we went off the air uh, the, the next day last week, um, <clears throat> the university has named its fifth chancellor in university history. Dr. Sharon L. Gaber was named UNC Charlotte's fifth chancellor and will assume those duties in July. Dr. Gaber holds degrees from Occidental College, University of Southern California, and Cornell. She served at the University of Nebraska, Auburn University, the University of Arkansas. They play a little baseball down in the Southeastern Conference. Although, I can't remember. What happened the last time the University of Arkansas came to the Hayes? What happened, Kevin? Uh, I think they left uh, pretty disappointed. They left disappointed. I'm sure, I'm sure that Dr. Gaber does not hold that against us. Most recently... Dr. Gaber is joining Niner Nation from the University of Toledo, where she has been present since 2015. We here at Diamond Niners Weekly want to extend a warm welcome to Dr. Gaber and let her know we cannot wait to see her out at the Hayes. So pretty, pretty exciting time. She starts her duties in July, and it's, it's, always, it's always a fun time, an interesting time when, when you have that, uh, a new chancellor come on board. This, this young university is, is only doing it for the fifth time, so it's, it's exciting. And um, I'm sure some of these uh, university luminaries that we have here, guys, now that y'all have, uh, Darren and, and Mark, now that y'all have on the show, y'all are now official correspondents of the show. And, and you know, <laughs> We'll, we'll I'm have sure she'll be, she'll be recruited for her first pitch, right? We we'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, you know, have you guys find out if Dr. Gaber is a baseball fan or not? So that'll be that'll be pretty cool. I will right. share that she is a big fan of athletics. That's a real positive. You, you don't. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny as I mean, uh, Auburn and well, Nebraska, Auburn and Arkansas, they you don't you don't spend much time around those places and not be right. Those are that's right. Has, has anybody noticed that we keep collecting people from that have SEC experience? I don't know. Just coincidence. I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that's noticed that. Are you guys ready? Ready. Let's do it. Hey, right. guys, can I ask a favor quick first? Before yeah. we get to the draft, can we have a... Uh, yeah. Sorry, Mark. Yes. I, I want to read off the names of five 49ers who have passed, and we'll have a brief moment of silence. Richard Hayes, 83-84, a pitcher. Tony Coger, an outfielder in 1982. Kimsey Coster, an outfielder in 83-84. Jeff Shore, a catcher, pitcher, outfielder, 85-88. And Eric Walker, a pitcher extraordinaire, uh, 2003 to 2006. If we could just have a brief moment of silence. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. That was excellent. Excellent. All right. So here's how this went down. And, and I don't know this, this actually, this idea originated with a tweet from the Charlotte baseball account. Sean, was that, was that you that put that out? Somebody put that out. I'll take, I'll take credit for it. Yes, absolutely. There you go. I, I don't know where it came from, but it, it started this. It sparked this, this debate over who would be the all-time team. And since we're looking for content uh, with, with everything that's happened, um, the idea was let's just – 
let's have a fantasy draft. Let's let's get some some knowledgeable people together and and draft teams and get this thing going. And then what we're going to do is we're going to come up with four teams. Each one of these GMs will pick a team, um, and then we're going to put them out uh, as as polls, as a Twitter poll, and have fans vote to see. Uh, who thinks or which which GM did the best job according to Niner Nation? So that's the way it's going to work. This draft will have thirteen rounds. Each GM will pick one player at each position. They'll get four pitchers split up any way they want. How many starters? How many bullpen guys? Whatever they want to do, and one designated hitter. Uh, we did a uh, a live lottery last night on Twitter to determine the order of the draft. It is Darren picking first with Kevin picking second, Mark third, and Sean fourth. Um, Due to popular demand, this draft will be conducted in snake format. That was that's that was the first controversy we've had about this draft is whether or not it would go in snake order. Um, to To his credit, Darren received the first pick and then still argued for the snake order. So the stand-up guy we're talking about here. He has to work Total mistake. Total mistake. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Commissioner Commissioner well, Nick, do we, we have you know, do we have team names? You know, I, right now we do. Um Mark, what's your team name? Niner Inch Nails. Niner Inch Nails. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, Darren, what do you have? Yeah, I'm the thumping termites. And if you're really into Charlotte baseball, that's a shout out to one powerful hitting Brian Ullery. The thumping termites. Uh, Kevin? I went with the swinging norms. Swinging norms. Yeah, baby. Uh, And Sean, what do we have you down for right now? Right now, just the foxes, but... TBD. We'll we'll pick a player's name that we get drafted. We'll incorporate the player. We'll, yeah. we'll do that on the back end. Well, too bad you can't be the Bo Robinsons because he'll be gone by the time you pick. Four. Yeah, I know. Long live number four. <laughs> can 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 we say the Fighting Foxes for now? Absolutely, Fighting Foxes. Okay. So enough about all of that. Let's have a draft. All right. So stick with it here. We're going to try to we're going to try to tell some stories. We're going to try to share some remembrances of these guys as they come off the board. Uh, We're going to do our best to keep track of all this. Uh, Each one of our GMs is keeping their own list and we're keeping two lists here uh, on our end just to see, try to make sure we keep all this straight and we're going to do the best we can with it. So, all right, enough suspense. Darren, who you taking? Yes, Nick. You know, it, it is intimidating to look at the list that Kevin put together of just great players in our history. Um, and I'll tell you, I had a guy in mind uh, yesterday for my first pick. And when I got the first pick, I was pretty excited that I would knew I would be able to pick him. And um, it is an honor to select Bo Robinson as my first pick. <laughs> first pick. And Bo's on it, Bo's on this, but Bo wasn't last into my next pick, Bonnie. He wasn't last into pick two. So even though there's a lot of deserving guys that, that are intriguing, okay. I don't know that there's a better selection for a 49er uh, draft than Bo Robinson. Well, thank you, Darren. Thank you, Darren. It's an honor. <laughs> Yeah, you can with you know, like fifty of this and seventy five cents will get you USA Today or whatever. Now, so. <laughs> uh, now we now we can move on to some other good nine or grades. 
I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about these other guys. Uh, Bo, <laughs> good ones that played here. I've got your bio in front of me, Bo. Uh, one, this show uh, is not long enough dumb. to go over it. Um, two, I won't embarrass you with it. Um, all, all I'll tell you, all I'll tell folks is, is all American number four. Next time you're at the Hayes, check out the, re- check out the wall over there on the third baseline with the retired numbers. You'll see who I'm talking. A hundred RBIs in one year. hundred. Yeah. Hey, hey, Nick, I'll, I'll add this too. I mean, that third base is a great position for Charlotte. Yeah. There's some really good players yeah. at third base. So, you know, I was looking at that going, I can't take any of these other guys. I just want to be a DH, but I'm going to get the one that's the best. Well, there you go. That's, <laughs> well, that's a heck of a way you, to get started. Bo, your first, your first round pick, buddy. It took me half an hour to, uh, to put all your accolades down, Bo. So, um, <laughs> I just want to see the signs. I still got to get him to sign, though. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm all in for sure. All right. I appreciate it, guys. That's 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 pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All right, Kevin, you're on you're you're on the hot seat now. All right, All right you're moving, on, moving on. Um, I'm gonna stick with a hot corner. I'll go with uh with the first uh, All American in in Forty Nine er history, Barry Shifflett. And I think we lost Coach Robinson. I was hoping to hear from him uh, for a few comments on Barry Shifflett. But, oh, uh, he'll have a bunch of them. the nickname he, is Skunk. He uh. Yeah, he's uh what team MVP eighty five, All American eighty five. Uh, uh, let's see, he has uh, was second in the nation uh, uh, with batting average that season. Um, let's see, four sixty seven school record. Yeah, four sixty seven batting average, uh, second all time in average uh, three eighty seven, second all time in homers thirty nine, second all time in slugging percentage, all time leader on base percentage. Uh, Fourth all-time in ribbies, uh, all-time leader in walks, got on base a lot. So, uh, and he's fifth all-time in stolen bases. So, uh, fills up all the categories offensively, and uh, I think it's a good place to start for me. He graduated of Blue Jays, twenty-first round at the '86 draft, and he's been a couple of years in, uh, in in professional baseball as well. So, uh, I think that's where I'll start. The, the Swinging Norms franchise will uh, will start with uh, Barry Shepard. All yeah, right. Two picks, two built, third basemen. When we built the first uh, baseball field, there was no seating. It was a hillside. And my father and his, his brother, Louis, my uncle Louis, right, they came to a game, and they're sitting on the hillside, and, uh, you know, they had a, f- a few adult beverages with them because they can. And uh, Barry Shiflett had seven hits and a doubleheader that day, and they stayed down there and hung out on the field. He had two home runs, and the first one he hit landed in what is now the women's softball field. Yeah. And my father said, that kid's got dynamite in his back. And he was right. So my first pick is – Yeah, you're on the clock, Mark. Yeah. So the Niner Inch Nails are going to pick a, the very powerful James Matten, who was the big bow to Bo Robinson. And I think he's got the all-time record for most home runs in a season. Is that true? And I I'm putting so. him in the right field, right, Bo? Right field? Yeah, it it was it was a little bit scary in right field, but he would he would drive in three and give up one or two in the outfield. <laughs> 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 but uh, he, he actually was a guy 
<laughs> he was actually a guy that was a little bit versatile. He could play right field and he could play first base, but man, he had thunder in his bat. And I don't know if you guys, I don't even know if he's listening. I'll have to reach out to him, but his, his nickname was Steakhead because he was just a big old, uh, just a big old strong uh, guy that was recruited out of high school and had all kinds of college football offers. And he decided he wanted to play baseball, but he ended up being a really good friend of mine. Heck, he was the best man in my wedding and just a great guy. And he's, he's unbelievable. would do anything for you, but he could really hit. Yeah. And it was, it was scary. It was scary for some of the defensive guys that we were using some of those bats and man, some of the balls he hit, I thought was going to kill some people, but yeah. you know, when he was, had serious power. When he was in rookie league with the, uh, with the Reds, he was in right field and Adam Dunn was in left field. Yes. That yep. was some power. Yep. Yep. And I played against those guys in the minor leagues. They they had a physical team and he was he was definitely a physical guy. One last one last yeah. thing about him. I'm down at the baseball field with Logan, and Logan's probably what year was your senior year, Bo? Uh ninety-eight. Okay. So Logan's two years old. He's standing on the on the side the blacktop sidewalk with me. And he's looking, and I said, Logan, watch. This guy might hit a home run for you. And I swear, the next pitch went sailing. And he looked at me, and I said, yeah. he hit a home run. And he and one of the guys in the dugout came over and gave Logan a ball. And that's my mouse pad from 1998 on my desk with him holding no that doubt. ball. Well, that's awesome. Well, he hit his senior year, he hit 27 home runs and I think 60 games. So it's almost like a home run <laughs> every every other game. And, and, and just real quick on Barry Shiflett – He's a guy that I remember watching when I was about seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Uh, I used to come out and watch some of the Charlotte ball games, and he was a sweet, sweet fielding third baseman, left-handed hitter, and, man, he could hit. And I get a chance to see those guys when we have the alumni events and whatnot, and, and they all talk about Barry and how good of a hitter he was. I think he still lives in the Charlotte area out around Huntersville somewhere, but, man, he could flat out hit. And he was a guy I definitely looked up to when I was a kid growing up out at UNC Charlotte. My dad and I would go out there and watch some of the games. Great guy. Awesome. So some some uh, some stats here on on Matt and before we move on. Uh, fifth all time in batting average, hit three sixty two as a niner. Uh, tenth in hits, tenth in doubles. Our all time leader in home runs, forty eight homers. Third in slugging percentage at six fifty. Second in RBI, two hundred and sixteen ribbies as a niner. Second in total bases at four hundred and sixty three. <laughs> Talking. He was. He was a stud. How'd you like to go through that lineup with Bowen? Good and Lord. Back to back. There's more guys on this list too. That, uh, man, that, that lineup was crazy. Look at the offensive numbers on that, on that lineup, man. It's, it's out, outrageous. Insane. Yeah. Al Schilt, and, the hitting Schilt, co- and the hitting coach that year was Mike Schilt, the National League Mike Manager Schilt, of the yeah. Year with the St. Louis mm-hmm. Cardinals. Yeah, he was. Unbelievable. He was. Unbelievable. Help us all. All right, Sean, you've had time to, to look it over. Time for your first-round pick. All right, first round, we're going to stay with this theme here, former teammate of Bo's. Um, center field, I'm going to put Joey Anderson, another go. one of our All-Americans. Joey Anderson, center field, another teammate of yours, Bo. Yeah, he is. You know, you know what his nickname was, right? It's Hollywood. <laughs> we used to call him Hollywood, man. I get. I guess I know him probably the best. I'll speak on his behalf, man. You want to talk about a blue collar, just relentless, got after it every single day. 
kind of like a Lenny Dykstra from back in the day. Um, but he he was definitely a, a super player, great teammate, just played the game hard-nosed all the time and just got after it every single day. And, man, he was, he was a heck of a player and a great teammate and somebody I looked up to because he was a little bit older than me and somebody that I gravitated toward uh, during my career. Matter of fact, Coach Hibbs, funny story about him is I was a freshman. I think Joey Hammond – or not Joey Hammond, but Joey Anderson, who I think was a sophomore at the time, and he was a lot bigger and stronger than me. And Coach Hibbs put the skinny little freshman with uh, Joey Anderson, and he absolutely about crushed me in the weight room to try to get me stronger. Uh, so that was kind of my experience with Joey. But he was a heck of a player, blue collar, got after it, just tough as nails. He's almost like Lenny Dykstra, who's I, who I compare him to, just a baseball player. Bo, is he coaching high school baseball now? He is. He is coaching high school baseball. We saw him, uh, matter of fact, Woody and I and uh, Toby and Simmons, we went up to a North Carolina baseball high school coaches uh, convention in Greensboro and we ran into him and uh, just great friend and still the same. And just, he loves the game and loves teaching. A great player, outstanding teammate. And just, I can't emphasize enough. He's one of those guys. I learned how to play the game the right way around him. Uh, just being around him every day. Some uh, some numbers on him on his on his Niner career. Um, leader in at bats with eight seventy five, third in hits two seventy nine, second in triples twenty four, tied for fourth in runs with one hundred ninety seven, eighth RBIs one sixty one, fourth in walks. How about that? There's your own base percentage. Fourth in walks one hundred thirty seven, fourth in total bases at four forty nine, tied for sixth in stolen bases at sixty nine, and has played more games in a Niner uniform than anyone at two hundred. 29 so that that almost completes the first round um i I've, i was accused of having dictatorial powers uh because of, <laughs> of uh not not relenting to the snake draft which i ultimately did obviously um i i am going to claim dictor- dictatorial powers here for a moment mark because i'm going to grant myself a first round pick um you guys are drafting players i'm taking a coach uh, if for no other reason, with my first round pick here in the all time Niner fantasy draft, I'm picking head coach Gary Bartley. Um, coach, I know you're listening up in Pennsylvania. Coach Bartley, you're a first round pick. Why? Coach Bartley. Because I just said so. That's why. <laughs> Is that for dictatorial powers, Mark? <laughs> I love it. Great man. He's all right. A great coach. man. Congratulations. You're a first rounder. All right, Sean, in true snake format. <clears throat> you love it. I love it. All right. Now we're going to shift to the mound for another all American. We're going to take Adam Mills. Get that, get that number one starter locked in. Fox is going with pitching and defense right here. Absolutely. That's, <laughs> that's it, baby. Strong up the middle. Now, Adam Mills, Adam Mills was a lot of fun to watch because you could show up on Friday nights and just kind of kick back and know that the other team wasn't going to score any runs. That sounds hey, like Kevin, a can you team let Gary back in? Oh, let's Kevin, see. Oh, Coach Robinson, hang on. Let's see. See if we can get him back in. You know, he threatened to throw his computer out the window if it dropped again. <laughs> Apparently he didn't. Hey Gary, you're back on. It's connecting. Gosh, I love technology. 
I do know. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him know. Yeah. All right. We'll let him know. We'll let him know. We get back in here. There he is. Adam, You're Adam Mills, All-American yep. in 2007. Consensus first team All-American. Uh <laughs> 2007 first team all conference led the team in ERA in 2004 led the team in wins with six uh, innings pitch 101.1 79 K's in 2005 in 2006 he led the team in innings pitch with 114 striking out 141 during that time um, ended up with uh, let's see here. What was that? That really great year, Kevin. Uh, team MVP in 2007. He had a 14 and two record with a 101 ERA. 14 and two record. Mm. I've heard so, a lot of good stories about him, and especially from Brandon Hall and and uh, Coach Ibbs about how, and and even Rochelle uh, talked about how man he he would be the guy that would throw on Friday night, and the games would last about an hour and 45 minutes, and They'd win their ball game and move on to the next one. He just threw so many strikes, and got weak contact, and was an ultimate competitor and obviously put up crazy numbers. Um, I mean, I think it's one of the top in NCAA, maybe the top ERA in the NCAA. And, and it made he made it look easy from what I've been told from those coaches. He led the nation in ERA and wins that year. Both. You That's know, awesome. you awesome. know, it's unbelievable. You know, Bo Rob, I heard it different. I heard that he wrapped it up in an hour and a half, and then you guys all went to Saeed's. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be old to know what Saeed's is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Mark, I knew there was going to be a Saeed's reference on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I can't believe how the luck fell my way. Darren knows who I'm going to pick. Yeah. This guy throws darts and hits bombs. Chris Haney, oh. he's going to be my DH, left-handed pitcher extraordinaire, and one hell of a hitter. Yep. I'm a lucky man to get in from Barbersville. Also was taught by Coach Woody's mom. That's right. That's so exactly. Chris yes. Haney comes yeah. off the board. Yeah, that's right. My, um, <clears throat> back, my parents, my dad was finishing grad school at UVA. My mom was a third-grade teacher. Back in the uh, early, uh, yeah, early '80s and late '70s, and uh, Chris was a third grader, and my mom taught him in elementary school. Pretty crazy. Okay. And welcome, let's welcome Coach Gary Robinson hey. back. He was he, Gary. You can talk a little bit about Chris. Who we talk? We talking about Doc? Yeah, Doc. Yeah, Doc was. Uh, Doc could deal, man. Um, a lot of times we uh, we didn't do what we needed to do behind him, but I can tell you what, he could deal, and he would not quit. Uh, I left him out there for about 150 pitches one time when he was a freshman because I thought he was quitting. That was the last time. He absolutely got after everybody else the rest of his career. In 1990, he was MVP. Listen to this. He was six and seven as a pitcher with a two six two ERA. Yeah. He hit three forty and drove in thirty five runs. <laughs> Pretty good stats. He couldn't hit me. <laughs> Man, the. the this whole exercise is just reminding all of us how much talent we've had come through this program. Yeah, I believe. and he's uh, yeah, he's, he's had a good big league career as well. 
Yeah, and long big league career. Yeah, exposed um, with the uh, Kansas City Royals. He was there, he was there when George Brett got his three thousand hit. Pretty cool, man, Mark. You're you're doing you're doing all right here so far. <laughs> all right, Kevin. Hey, um, sorry, real quick. Did did Chris, did, did Chris give up the three thousand hit to Wade Boggs? Yes, he did. I thought he. I remember I yep. was at uh, I was at Jacksonville University baseball camp. I want to say in like the late nineties, right around. And uh, we were all like, all the whole camp was watching or whatever. And I, I just remember that. I think he might have been with the Indians when that happened. But from beautiful still, Tropicana Field, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I was a big Chris Haney fan growing up. I remember watching him in the Royals days. We used to VHS record his games. I, I got. I'm sure we still have a start against the White Sox back home. We were big fans. That's awesome. Kevin, make your second round pick. All right. Well, I got my third baseman, and uh, now I'm going to shift to the pitching side. I'm going to get my, my Friday night ace. I'm going to go with uh, another All-American, Tim Collin, number 15. 15 off the board, and Mark is upset. Yep. Mark wanted him. <laughs> I didn't think Haney would be available. <laughs> oh, you were you were set you were set to go with Tim before, and then Haney fell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gary, Gary, you knew Collie uh, from uh, from high school too, didn't you? Yeah, I recruited him. He was uh, an absolute bulldog. Yes, he he was. would get after yeah. your rear, and he didn't he, he didn't mind pitching inside. Um, he, he was he was just a tough kid, really really tough kid. He was. And Gary, Gary's hundred percent right. He was a he was a teammate of mine. He was actually a senior when I was a freshman, and and I, I remember Woody asking one day if I if I had one game to win with my game on the line or, or my life on the line, I would have Tim Colley on the mound because I know that kid is or at that point in time is a kid uh, senior, and I was a freshman, and he was the ultimate competitor. If you wanted to win a ball game, he was the guy you wanted on the mound because he was relentless. And how he pitched. I mean, just how he went about his business, and he was he was a winner. Uh, but just tough minded. Got a chance to play some pro ball, um, and he's he's one of those guys that's, that's very proud to be a Charlotte alum. But ultimate competitor could really pitch. Your player of the year in the Metro Conference, and that was one strong conference. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Wrapped, wrapped up his 49er career, third in wins with 29, ninth in appearances with 78, sixth in starts with 47, tied for first in shutouts with four, fourth in Ks at 318, fifth in fewest walks per nine at, at 216 per, uh, second in innings pitch at uh, 404.1, tied for second in complete games, 18, 18 complete games in his career. Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, tied for six on the all tied for six on the all time save list. This actually blew me away. We think of Tim as a as a as a dominant starter. Um, in his spare time, he's tied for six on the all time save list with ten. Uh, yeah, try to get the, try to get the ball out of his hand when he's pitching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drafted by the Pirates in the twenty fourth round of the nineteen ninety five draft. Great, great pick to the. He's got two of the top five innings pitched for a season 
in back-to-back years in 94 and 95 with 122 and 125. It's just, that's impressive. <laughs> that's a lot of innings. Yeah. You know, it's funny. The, the thing about it is, um, Mark, you said it independently. And then, and then uh, Coach Robinson, you said it again. The, the word bulldog yeah. keeps coming up with Tim. And just as we move, as we move to, as we move to Darren's next pick, I'm just going to say all of you who know Tim still, and hopefully he's listening, Tim, you're still a bulldog. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Hey, Darren. Hey, real quick, yeah. the first pitch dinner, Darren, before the, at the first pitch dinner, I introduced Tim Cowley to Will Healy and yeah. uh, Gary, that's our, you know, you know, Will Healy, our football coach. And I told Will how tough Gary, how tough Tim was. And I said, Tim would pitch inside to anybody. And if it happened, if he had to, he put it in your pie hole. And Will looked at him and said, would you throw inside to me? He said, I'd throw inside to anybody, including my mother. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe him. <laughs> I believe him. All right, Darren. Uh, second round. Close out the second round. The thumping turnouts right. back up. Absolutely. Well, you know, you feel like, you know, the NFL draft, they start making a run on offensive linemen or defensive backs or what have you. Two All-American pitchers go off the board, so I get a little nervous. I need to get my All-American pitcher. Uh, and I'm going to go with Andrew Smith in the uh, with my pick, the last pick of the second round. Andrew Smith, another pitcher off the off the board. Another you got to have arms. You don't have arms, you don't win. So – all American in 2011, you know, 10 and 4, 1.81 ERA. Um, legit guy, a little bit like Mills and Collier. You put them out on the mound, you put the W in, you, you just go ahead and pencil it in and roll with it. So I need to get my All American pitcher. Those were fun. Those were fun Friday nights at the Hayes, uh, really with all these guys. But um, an Andrew Smith start was, was something fun to check out. So. Very cool. Yeah, Andrew. Andrew is a Charlotte kid too. Charlotte local product, and uh, he is very much in the same same category as Mills in college. Just a bulldog. If you needed a win, he was going to get it for you, and just a relentless worker um, in his preparation to get himself ready to pitch, and and obviously had a heck of a career. But just a great kid too, as well. He's a, he's an outstanding young man, doing well with his career and and all kinds of stuff. He actually comes out to a lot of our games. But Andrew was a bulldog on the mound, another one, and it's kind of, kind of uh, goes to show what it, what it takes to be on there to be a winner. Much like Woodard was in college, these guys had the it factor when they got on the mound. They wanted the ball and they wanted to compete, and he had that. He, yeah, that, he that was on the end eleven team with a lot of fun, team, right? Yeah, he Say pitched again, in Arkansas. Yeah, he pitched in Arkansas and beat those guys. Yeah, at uh, in the re- shut them out, shut them out, shut them out. I think it was two one. Two one ball yeah. game or something like that. Yeah, that that's the year that uh, that the committee quote unquote rewarded us with that three seed in Tempe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right, awesome. All right, Darren, you get to you get to, start get to go again. Yeah, boy, this this is where it really gets difficult because there's a lot of really good position players that I want, but I need the Saturday night starter now. So I got my Friday night guy. So I'm going to go with a guy that pitched on the biggest stage um, in the NLCS. And no. Next, yeah, <laughs> it's going to happen. John Main coming off the board. 
Johnny Maine. I'm, I'm liking your lineup, Darren. Yeah, I'm going to have to get some guys to hit for them, but, you know, I got, I got two pretty good studs here on the mound. <laughs> well, you're only going to need about one run. Yeah, good point. <laughs> and Bo Rob will drive in three, so just got to get him out there on the pond for him. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, some of this, uh, some of the stats here on on John Maine was with us from, uh, from 2000 to 2002. Team MVP in 2001 with the 12 and six record, 382 ERA, 144 Ks. That's a season record for the 49ers. 144 Ks. Um, one of nine 10 game winners. Conference USA Pitcher of the Year in 2001. Um, Drafted uh, Major League Baseball, played in Major League Baseball from 2004 to 2013. Drafted by the Orioles. Another Oriole, another Charlotte O. Uh, sixth yeah. round of the 2002 draft. Uh, let's see here. Some final final wrap-up on uh, John Main. Um, 2003 Minor League Pitcher of the Year for the Orioles. Uh, collected his first professional no-hitter for Class A Frederick and pitched in the Minor League All-Star Feature Game in Chicago that year. And as Darren said, went on to do – some impressive things in bigs. So, I, Darren, I, I like you so far, man. I think you're, I think you're going you're about the right way. Kevin, how are you going to counter? Um, well, I was going to do the same thing, but uh, I'm going to shift gears since my name is the swinging norm. I'm going to go offensively. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Brad McElroy, uh, another All-American um, outfielder for the Niners. Um, Let's see. He was a uh, part of the uh, the uh, the oh eight oh nine team. Um, came from Canada and got drafted by the Blue Jays. Um, let's see a little bit more on him. Um, I wonder if they called him Big Maple. Yeah, we uh, that connect- Canada connection keeps working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like it is. David McCabe. He's the next one, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, um, He's a all-time leader in career batting average, 92 for the Niners. Six all-time slugging percentage, uh, second in all-base percentage all-time. Uh, he's one of our 400 hitters. Uh, he batted 401 in uh, the 2008, uh, 2007 season as a season he was All-American. Um, so had a pretty decent career in the minors. Went to Double uh, A in the Blue Jays organization. So um, got two big bats for the swinging norms. Well, like. I'm going to pick, like. I'm going to pick somebody who had the sweetest swing and the most unique vocabulary in the history of 49er baseball, Gary Robinson. He, he'd say, I don't know why it was. So I let it went. Mr. Stu <laughs> Cole. Stu Cole. Yeah. And Gary, I could put him at shortstop or I could put him at third base. Couldn't I? Yeah. I, I, for me, he was for me he was a shortstop in college for sure. I think probably um, third base was where he would have ended up if he had played regularly in the big league. Um, what a player! Softest hands I, I think I've ever seen. Arm was good enough. Um, contact guy. The only thing that that kept him from just being a, a perennial also big leagues was just the fact he just didn't have quite enough pop um and you know shit sometimes guys got leverage guys don't 
Uh, but I'm going to tell you what, he was a winner, and he would he would beat you defensively, offensively, could steal a base. He was a plus runner uh, and a big guy. So, um, yes, yeah, Stu Cole's a good pick, Mark. From South yeah, Mecklenburg, and- South, South Mech High School. Yep. Yep. I, I got one for you. At Virginia Tech, Franklin Stubbs was playing. And Stu Cole was playing. And there had to be about 60 people in the stands, and they were all scouts. It was freezing. And Stu hit a bomb and hit Castle Coliseum. From where the I don't know I don't know where the uh, new baseball field is, but the old baseball field was between football and Castle Coliseum, and then Franklin Stubbs got up and hit it further <laughs> at the Castle Coliseum. But that was one heck of yeah, a he game. hit like the the, the fourth story windows. Stu's <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, coaching third. Uh, he's in the big league yeah. still. Coaching. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. And Coach look, buddy, that's one smart baseball guy. Yeah. He really is. He is. Heard a lot of good things about him. He, he comes on to Sue. Charlotte in the offseason. Uh, let's see here. Led, led the team in average at 336 in 1986. Led the team in average at 301. Runs 38. Hits 57 and home runs 7 in 1987. Drafted by the Royals in the third round of the 1987 MLB draft. Uh, third round, pretty rare air up there. Uh, MLB 1991, nine-year pro career with the Royals and the Rockies organization. And as Bo said, he is the current third base coach for the Rockies. He's going to manage in the big leagues. Yeah. I'm just telling you that it's going he's going to manage in the big leagues. There's no question. He's going to manage the nine inch nails right now. <laughs> Player coach, right? <laughs> All right, Sean, that brings us to your third round pick. All right. I'm going back to the mound. I need my own big leaguer again. We're going to put Jason Stanford on the list. Cleveland Indian. Cleveland Indian. Yep. Two-time pitcher of the year in Conference USA works for me. I think uh Darren, I think you called this. Once the pitcher started, it's it's a run yeah. now. No one to run. You gotta get him. <laughs> well, funny, interesting story about old Jason Stanford is we ended up recruiting him in a college summer league. Um, I remember facing him, and I remember calling Coach uh, Coach Ibs and telling him there's this lefty out here just looking for a place to play who could really locate a fastball at a plus changeup and a really good curveball. And he was out there in the Midwest, and uh, that Midwest connection ended up finding its way to Charlotte and ended up having a heck of a career. But he's another one. He falls into that bulldog category that could really pitch – uh, hit his spot, move the ball around, change speeds, and that took him all the way to having an extended period in the big leagues uh, for that Cleveland Indians group. But unbelievable person, great teammate too as well. Awesome. You're like, like you said, Sean, two-time All-Conference USA pitcher. That works. Absolutely. All right, how do you want to keep us going here? You've got the first pick of the fourth round. All right, now I'm going to take, I believe, the final All-American on our list, Chris Taylor, and going to throw Taylor into my DH role. Okay, interesting. I was waiting for him to come off the board. I wasn't sure if he would go DH or not. We're going to try something. If it works out, I, got, I have a plan. If it works out... 
it works out. All right. Give you a few things, a few highlights on Chris. I was here from 05 to 08 playing catcher, All-American 2008, Collegiate Baseball 13, uh, ATN Co-Player of the Year 2008, ATN Co-Player of the Year 2008 Team MVP. That year, all he did was hit 349, 61 runs, 18 doubles, 19 homers, and 70 RBIs. 70 RBIs. That's like getting a Bo Robinson way or something. Uh, yeah. the team, 19 home runs. Uh, all conference in the A-10. Um, all NCAA regional team in 2008, two home runs in one game to eliminate NC State. I believe that was down in Columbia, right? The Columbia Regional down at, uh, at the Gamecocks. Tied for second most home runs in school history, third most career doubles in RBI, fifth most career hits, um, and home run with 35. Ninth all-time in runs and three third all-time in total bases and total games tied for eighth in total games played with 216 drafted by the Cardinals in the 45th round of the 2008 draft catchers kind of an important pitch, uh, position. If you're lining up all that pitching, Sean, um, going with him at DH is kind of an interesting, interesting play here. I can't wait to see how you, how this works out for you. So do I. <laughs> I like it. I, no, I like it, man. You're being aggressive. You're taking a pretty Absolutely. at DH and him. So I like it. I'll, I can't wait to see how your plan works out. All right, Mark. That brings us to the second pick of the fourth round, and it's all yours. Yeah, well, I'm going to pick a guy that got picked in the third round by the San Francisco Giants, a right-hander with some serious gas, Brian with an O, Treadway. Pitcher. Yeah, he's a stud. Mm-hmm. By the way, he's a big part of our Ohio connection. Uh, big Just time saying. arm. Obviously, he got drafted. Yeah, big time arm. He was a freshman when I was a senior, and thank God we had him that year because he could flat out pitch. And one of those guys we turned the ball over as a freshman to him to close it out. And uh, obviously. I um, mean, he's like had a three-quarter slot, so he had a good sinker and a good slider, and the game was over when we gave the ball to him. And he's another guy that grew up really quick because we threw him in the fire. But uh, he's out of Ohio. He coaches a high school up in Ohio. And uh, he's another person that we kind of lean on a little bit, try to help us with some recruiting up there in that area. Uh, but he's a great person, another one. He's an outstanding teammate. I still talk to him to this day. And uh, Love to hear that. Heck, going back to Taylor. Yeah, going back to Taylor. He's, he's the pride of Mount Pleasant, and he's a, he's actually a U.S. Marshal right now. So he's he's done really well for himself. Very nice. So, Sean, your team's security just got taken care of. <laughs> no, that's my team. That's Mark's. Oh, that's oh. right. I'm sorry. I'm right. Unless we're making Alex. trades. Are we trading players that's, already? That's why, you put him at, that's why you put him at DA, so he'd have time to do uh, security. <laughs> No, no, no. You said you said Taylor. You said uh, Chris Taylor is a, is a U.S. Marshal, right, Buck? Yeah, that's right. He's on the Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris, I'm yeah, sorry. Chris I was Taylor. so stuck on Treadway. Yeah, Sean, yeah. you got. You, I was with you, Nick. It's Remember, your I'm, I'm the oldest one here besides Gary Robinson. <laughs> Easy. Easy. <laughs> so, uh, and, and you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is great. Uh, going back to Treadway, 98 to 2000, right-hand pitchers, you said, Mark. 98, all-freshman team. Uh, 98, freshman, all-American, 2000, Conference USA, first team. 1998, all-tournament team. Led the 2000 team in wins with 11 innings pitch with 116, 114 Ks. Um, owns uh, a prominent place in all-time records all over the, the record books. Drafted by the Giants in the third round, as you said. And if he were just here to tell us, TJ Nickting would tell us, that's my high school coach, and that's probably his highest accolade. But TJ's not on with us this week, so he can't tell us that. Good pick, Mark. Kevin? You're up. I'm up next. All right. Um, I think I'm going to go back. Back to that uh, 98 team. I'm going to shore up the middle of the, the, the diamond with uh, shortstop Joey Hammond. Joey, did I miss Joey's a at Wake Forest. He's coaching did I miss at Wake pick? Forest now. Yeah, he was uh, part of that offensive juggernaut that uh, the 98 team was. Yeah, he, he, missed, it, Kevin? he I'm sorry. Joey Hammond, Mark. All right. He picked right. Joey Hammond at shortstop. Uh, 96 all-freshman team. Uh, 98 all first team all-conference. Batted 398. I mean, he batted 398 on the same team, Bo Robinson and Joey Madden were hitting hitting bombs and RBIs. Uh, setting the table for those guys. Um, let's see. Uh Season record, second in runs all time, third in hits all time um, for a season, third in walks for a season, uh, fifth all time in triples, eighth all time in runs scored. Uh, drafted by the Orioles, 25th round, uh, 98 drafted. I spent 11 years in pro ball. Um, voted, uh, he's voted the uh, Reading Phillies all decade team of the 2000s uh, when he was with the Phillies. So, uh, pretty good ball ball player, pretty good career, uh, both college and a professional career. Yeah, Joe, Joey is actually coaching at Wake Forest uh, and doing a great job there as a volunteer coach. Uh, but he was a guy for three years. He played every inning of every game for three years. So talking about somebody you knew, you could put in the lineup every single day. Good, great. He never set out one inning in three years, um, but had a heck of a career. Uh, and Charlotte, obviously, is right there next to me playing shortstop. I can really catch the ball. Great defender. Great hands. Accurate, strong arm. Can run a little bit. Um, got drafted by the Orioles and had a long career in professional baseball. And he's just Mr. Reliable. Uh, ended up being a utility guy. Kind of moved around a little bit in pro ball just because he was such a good baseball player. Uh, really good hand-eye coordination. Joe is a really good friend of mine. We still talk to this day. Uh, but he's doing great things at, at Wake Forest. And it's always fun to play those guys. I get to see him. But outstanding career. Bo, yeah, we're Joey. in the fourth round, and I think half your half your '98 team has already been drafted. <laughs> it was a good club. It was that's an all star lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Joey was in that. Joey was in that group of guys with B Rob and Eric Shanks that they were always coming by the on deck facility in the early 2000s and working out and pretty much showing me that I needed to stop practicing hitting and that I needed to work on pitching more because I wasn't. I wasn't going to ever hit as good as those guys. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what did it for you, coach? Well, I was like, this is what college hitters look like. All right, I'm going to keep working on pitching. So <laughs> I, I guess what well, you could just say they helped you focus. They did. No, but it was, uh, it was awesome. I remember, I remember it, gosh, it would have been 2001. 
uh, or so Mike, Sh- Mike Schill <laughs> asked me in the middle of the summer, if I wanted to go jump, like ride up, ride up to Winston Salem and watch the Frederick keys play with Eric Shanks and Joey Hammond. And, um, that was, a, I got, I got to see those guys play minor leagues. And that was, I was probably a ninth or 10th grader and watching them. And sure enough, you know, got to be at a game and she'll tosses me a stopwatch. I'm a 10th grader with a stopwatch in the game, getting these run times on guys. Um, for those of you guys know coach Schilt, you know, that's something he would do, but, uh, Joey, Joey was an awesome player. Just like B Rob said, just like could, you know, get, got after it every inning of, of every game. And he, uh, he, he just he could do it all from what I saw. Great player. All right, Darren, that brings us to you, your th- final pick of the fourth round. Yeah, I really appreciate uh, uh, Hammond and Treadway coming off the board since they were the next two on my list. <laughs> so really, really do appreciate you guys cheating in some way, maybe a camera or something on my shoulder. But uh, you're not in Houston. <laughs> no. For, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. So I'm going to, uh, since I've got a couple all-star pitchers on the mat, I'm going to go behind the plate here and take Chris Rochelle as my catcher. Guy hit over 400. Uh, Really, really, I thought one of the better players have come through the program and uh, a fan of his. Another one of those, another one of those players off that uh, that 2017. That's um, you've kind of got the '98 team that we talk about, the '95 team, and then 2007 seems to be another one of those years. That team was just just had a lot of special guys on it. Yeah, Rochelle Rochelle was an awesome player, and I got to know him pretty well when I was coaching at UNC Wilmington. He was here coaching at Charlotte, just on the recruiting trail. Um, awesome guy, heck of a player. One thing I'll say, one thing I'll say, just you guys got me thinking about the 2007 Niner team um, that because that was my senior year of college and we played we played that team when I was when I was still a player up at Chapel Hill and the Niners were 26 and six when they when we played them. And I remember all those. I remember. I mean, I think Chris Lane was three for three that game. Chris Rochelle was on that team, uh, McElroy, all those guys. But I remember I, – one thing I remember about that game was we sat in the dugout and we all said – we were all saying, man, if that Adam Mills kid was pitching, we, w- we got no shot. Like, <laughs> but he didn't. I was thinking about – I was thinking – y'all had me thinking about, about Adam Mills when he, when, when he got drafted earlier. But I remember sitting on the dugout and all of us said, well, there, you know – you know, we got a shot because that, that apparently, because we didn't see him, you know, it was a different, you know, we, we couldn't like live stream stuff back then. And uh, we just saw his numbers and we we're like, yeah, well, that Mills kid was pitching. We'd have no shot. Um, but it was a close game. I think, I think we won it in the ninth, but that, that team was, that team was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Rochelle, Rochelle's a heck, heck of a person too. He's, he, uh, I got a chance to work with him as when he was coaching and uh, got a chance to learn a lot of stuff from him. He obviously did a great job with our catchers when he was here from a coaching standpoint. But he could flat out hit. He was an offensive catcher, but he was really good on defense too. I think he called his own game. So a lot of those accolades that the pitchers had, he, he was a big part of that uh, back behind the plate. But he was awesome to work with. One of my good friends even to this day. 
Uh, it was a lot of fun in the, uh, in the uh, clubhouse, just working with him. And uh, he's actually doing really well. He's moved out of coaching into a, in a great career, and he's doing really well for himself outside of baseball. So Chris Rochelle, a heck of a player, but even a really good coach too as well. Did a great job when he was here. That's great. Kevin, we've made a couple of trips up to Chapel Hill for games, Niner games. Were, were we at that one? I don't – I know we've been at several. I don't remember if we were at that one or not. We were a little bit later. Yeah, so, a little bit later. What year was that? What year was that that Rivers hit the two the two home runs? We won two to one. Um, they kept char- they they kept charging a uh-huh guy every time he would go outside the park to chase a foul ball, and they would charge him eight dollars to come back in. <laughs> <laughs> that that happened. <laughs> And he didn't care. Um, he was chasing foul balls. He was chasing. He got Rivers two home run balls that game, gave him to his mom. Um, but he would go outside to, to chase foul balls, and they would charge him eight bucks every time he came back in, and he didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you, uh, Coach Woody, can you believe they do that in, in Chapel Hill? They would charge him eight bucks to go chase foul balls? I, don't, I, I, don't, I think my mic's messed up. I don't know. No comments. <laughs> <laughs> leave me leave me out leave me out of this hey, so so for the for you seinfeld fans is chris Ros- rochelle the reason they had the movie rochelle rochelle that george costanza got stuck in <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> sorry <laughs> all right not nice mark we can we can always count on you yeah all right, Darren, uh, you're going to start. Uh, you're going to start the uh, the fifth round for us. Who, who you got? All right, so I'm going to go to the other corner. I don't know if Gary's still on or not, but I'm going to pick one of the guys that I think was one of his favorites uh, at first base. Donnie Poplin oh. was a friend of mine for four years. Uh, so I was traveling around with the baseball team, and just one of those hard nosed players that is going to get a big hit when you need a big hit. Darren, he had to sign off. He said he just, uh internet just wasn't keeping up with him. I'll let him know All you right. picked him. Yeah. So from from now on, when I say Coach Robinson, I'm definitely talking about Bo. <laughs> Bo. <laughs> well, he was a heck of a player. I know that. He he was a great scout. He was. I mean, I know him from the scouting uh, realm. He was the one that drafted me. Um, out of out of UNC Charlotte, but uh, I know his family really well. But he was a great scout. I think he's still in it, so he's been in it probably thirty plus years now. Yep, he's in uh, it. A long time, yeah. long time pro scout. Outstanding, outstanding family, outstanding person. Um, but yeah. he, and he gave me an opportunity to play at the next level. So I'm I'm forever grateful for him giving me that opportunity to play at the professional level. Team MVP in 1989, hit 358, 12 home runs, 53 ribbies, led the team in average runs, hits, RBI, and home run, all Sun Belt, 87, 88, and 89. Darren, I think that'll get it done. He could hit. He could hit. All right, Kevin. You're up. All right. Uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go to another corner infielder uh, of recent days off that uh, – 0809 team, Rob Lyerly, first baseman. Another local product. Rob Lyerly. Yeah, I went to uh, – transferred from Campbell. 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 
Yep. Campbell, and uh, yep. he played here for two years. Got drafted by the Yankees. Um, yep. He had some thunder in that bat. Left-handed yes, hitter could hit it. 2019 yep. MVP, where he hit 401, which I, I think that's good, right? 42 runs, 18 doubles, 12 home runs. And, hey, how about this? You couldn't do this again if you tried. 49 RBI It's a good number. <laughs> All-conference first team in 2008, 2009, 2009 All-State. I, I, I'd, I'd say you did a pretty good thing there, uh, Kevin. And I'm sure, Kevin, this had nothing to do with it, but drafted by the Yankees in the sixth round of the 2009 draft. Had a lot to do with it, yes. It had a lot to do with it, Mark. I'm surprised you let. I'm surprised you let a Yankee stay on the board that long. Well, I got plans. You got plans. Um, all right. Well, what are your plans? Because it's your pit. Well, you know, I'm glad you asked. I am going to go with one of the really great players that got drafted by the Dodgers late in the like the thirtieth round. Who's an incredible guy, incredible speed, plays second base and shortstop. And I'm going to put him at second base, Kevin Ayers from the Gary Robinson era. Check out his statistics, especially his stolen bases. Another Charlotte kid, by the way. Another South Mecklenburg kid. Yeah, baby. Go Sabres. I think he's still our all-time leading uh, base dealer, isn't he? He's he is. Like he's short in second base. All Sun Belt, all-time leader with 120 stolen bases. Most runs scored by 49er, 216. Led the team in runs scored all four years of his career. 120 stolen bases, I think that's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> 30 a year. He ended up getting drafted <laughs> in the 28th round by the Dodgers. Here's how it worked back then. I called him up in the, at his home, and his dad answered the phone. I said, Mr. Ayers, may I speak to Kevin? He said, yeah. He said, "What's you got some good news? I said, I'd like to tell Kevin. Kevin said, what happened? I said, you got drafted. He said, by who? I said, the Dodgers. He said, no kidding? I said, yeah. He said, are you serious? I said, yeah. He drove to a, a sporting goods store, bought a Dodgers T-shirt, came to the office, and signed his contract with the scout here in the mine shaft. <laughs> awesome. Wow. Nice. Things have changed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> now guys find out that they've been drafted on Twitter. Yeah, they do. Sometimes while they're playing in a game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Was the that the, regionals. the Yeah, the kid at Florida uh, the other year had a, a fan yell out of the stands and say, hey, you just got drafted. <laughs> 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 During a super regional. <laughs> All right. Sweet. I like it. I like Mark. Let's uh, add some team speed here. Sean, you've got the last pick of the fifth and the first pick of the sixth. So how are you, how are you going to handle that? All right. I was, was getting a little nervous about catching after a couple of comments earlier. So I got a text earlier in the week doing some research and said there's only two catchers for an all-time squad. One of them was already picked in Chris Rochelle. Thanks, Darren. And the other guy I've met a couple of times, Bo's introduced me to him out in San Antonio. So for my catcher, we're going to put Kelly Skeens back behind the plate. All right, Kel. Oh, Kelly. Unbelievable teammate. I can't say enough about that's That's my big brother right there, man. Kel Skeens. We grew up in the same neighborhood, me, him, and Mike Schilt. 
all grew up in the same neighborhood over there in South Charlotte. And, and, uh, we, we still talk to this day, but man, he could flat out hit. He was a senior when I was a freshman. He went to Olympic high school with my sister. They're pretty much the same age, or close to the same age, man. I, I learned a lot from him as a freshman and he kind of taught me some things, but I tell you what, he, he is a unbelievable person and unbelievable teammate. Doubles uh, machine great, too, right? Great bro? leader yeah. and just always positive. Yeah, he, yeah, he could he could hit a lot of line drives on on the line in the gaps, man. That was that, matter of fact, crazy thing. I saw him uh, what two weeks ago. He came in town. He is still playing. I, I know yeah. I'm 44. I think he's yep. 48, 49 years old, and he plays in these adult leagues. And his dad did the same thing. God rest, uh, rest his soul. Uh, but but Kel still plays in these leagues because he loves the game so much. And uh, still looks good, man. He can still hit it. Uh, but just he's still living down in San Antonio. Every time we go play UTSA down there, we always tell Kel to talk to our team just because he's such a good speaker for one, but a good motivator. But just the love of the game that that guy has is, is awesome. Hey, that's back in the day when behind the plate you could try to run catcher over. I want somebody oh, yeah. to try to run him over. Yeah. It's going to be awfully hard to do. Yeah, he, he's, he, yeah. <laughs> he's a physical boy. <laughs> So, Sean, are, are you feeling like that strategy worked out for you? So far, knock on wood. Well, I mean, your catcher play, you, you did it. You, you got a DH. Little, and, yes. I like it. So interchangeable. Like it. Switch them out if we need to. I like it. So, uh, with the first pick in the sixth round, where are you going? Oh, this is where I'm, I've been stuck for the last few minutes. But I think we will officially put – uh, Cam Browder out in right field. <clears throat> One of the smartest Great people you'll ever meet. Really appreciate you getting him. Home runs, RBIs, top 10. Make it hit. Yep. Uh, sixth and sixth and doubles. Yeah, him and him and Kel Skeens evidently went off in the uh, 19, I think it's 93. Metro uh, Championship, I believe, oh, yeah. and they won. They won that league. I think it was Coach Ibs' first year as a coach. And uh, I've heard nothing but stories about Cam just literally putting the team on his back. Him and Kel uh, just uh, to to victory uh, that year that they won that Metro League and got a chance to go to a regional. Um, but left-handed hitter saw him at the alumni event, and uh, it was awesome, yeah. awesome to see him and talk to him. He's he's been around a few times over the last couple of years. And, uh, very smart. Yeah, very smart guy doing really well in the real world, too, as well. Like a flat-out hit. Hear nothing but good stories about him and what he's done on the baseball. MVP of that 93 team, hitting 380, 14 homers, yep. and 53 RBI. Yep. So, you had, yep. so you had him, you had Browder, Skeens, and, and Collie. And Bovender. Yeah. And, yeah. and Bovender. What's her name? Yeah. yeah. You Bovender. know, uh, yep. we – we, my wife and I were out in uh, out of Jackson Hole, Montana, or Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and then went up to uh, up to uh, oh gosh, the great that great park up there, <laughs> way up. We came out the west entrance in Montana, out of Yellowstone, and I, I heard I turned on the radio and I heard an advertisement for Idaho Falls Braves baseball in 1993, and I said, well, we're not too far from there. She said. And it was a blind vacation, and we drove down to Idaho Falls and surprised Cam Browder and Darren Basqueteas as Atlanta Braves farmhands in Idaho Falls and watched the game that night. 
Neither one of them played. It was the first game they missed all year, but we had a great time with them. Mark, we do some traveling during the summer to to uh, to see some Niners, some pro Niners play, but I don't think we've ever been that far. <laughs> well, I saw Stuart Cole play against Ken Griffey Jr. in Salem, Oregon, in 1987. Wow, cool trip. Very cool trip. All right, so let's see. Where are we at? Mark, you're that up. That goes to me now, right? Yeah, you're up. Your second pick. And I'm going to take I'm gonna take another, a two, another two-way player who is a great pitcher and a really good hitter, and he's now a great umpire in the, in the major leagues, Field Culbert, and put him down as my pitcher, my second pitcher. And if that doesn't work in out work out, you can always have him call your own balls and strikes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in the big leagues a long time doing that. He's good, man. He's a great umpire. I know a lot of a lot of guys respect him. Which is saying something. Oh yeah. He was a really good hitter too. He got hurt his senior year. He was a uh, junior college transfer. Had three years and uh. In one game, I think it was against Catawba, he went six for six and also pitched in the game. Team MVP of the 84 team, 84 all Sun Belt, uh, 85 led the teams in wins, innings, pitch, caves, and ERA. Uh, let's see, the only team, only player in team history to lead the team in home runs, hits, and earn run average all at the same time. <laughs> so there you go. I like it, Mark. I like where you're going with that. Thanks. All right, Kevin, you're up. I'm up next. Um, well, I'm going to go with another Yankee. I'm probably taking Mark's pick, but I actually saw this guy pitch at Yankee Stadium when I was a kid. Gosh. I thought it was so cool that uh, he's actually from Durham and uh, went to New York Charlotte, so I followed in his footsteps, so to speak. I'm going to take Jeff Johnson, um, left-handed pitcher from 85 to 88. Oh, JJ, he's still living in Charlotte. Yep, and then still working with he's some kids on, on pitching. Yeah, yep. He was wasn't he? He was coaching with uh, Gary Robinson at, in the minor league. Yeah, he was helping out with Gary with the Pirates when Gary was with those guys. And I think he's back in Charlotte now, working with kids on on pitching lessons and stuff like that. But JJ uh, is a family friend of ours, and man, he we. Uh, I don't know if people know this, but he was married to my sister. Um, so it's uh, I got a chance to know him <laughs> really well and got a chance to follow his career with the Yankees and obviously uh, outstanding player at Charlotte and went on to have a great career with the Yankees. But he's I've heard he's really, really good, does a good job, and he worked with Gary too over in extra innings when, when yeah. Gary had an academy in Charlotte. He worked uh, him and Kel Skeens and J.J. all worked together over there in extra innings, and they were they're really close and really tight. Uh, be uh, hey, we don't have Coach Robinson on here where he talked about JJ some, but yeah. outstanding pitcher, man, phenomenal. Left he, uh, he 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 played his rookie year in Oneonta, New York, my hometown, for the Yankees. And I called my mom one day, and she said, "What do you need?" I said, "I need you to take care of somebody." She said, "What?" I said, "Jeff Johnson pitches for the Yankees. I need you to send him some home, some homemade food. He's homesick." So she she sent down my sister with a plate of baked spaghetti and brought it to the clubhouse. 
and Opie, that's what his nickname was in college, Opie. called me to thank me. <laughs> about three about three years later, he made it to the big leagues, and my wife and I were out on another trip, and we were in Seattle, and I found Jeff at the team hotel. We went to go watch the Yankees play against the Mariners in the Kingdom, and Jeff was pitching the next day in Oakland on national TV. He was a good one. Yeah, folks. If if you don't believe that Niner baseball isn't a family, I want you to just listen to what's been happening here. Um, oh, I saw him pitch here. I, I saw him pitching. Uh, my wife and I went to just happened to be in Montana when we we to see this guy pitch. Um, oh, that guy went to my high school. Oh, you know what? I grew up around him. And then Bo just comes off the top rope. But you know, he married my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, not a baseball is a family, yeah. folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't last very long, but uh, they they were they were definitely uh, obviously married for for a few years. I think it was about two or three years. <laughs> All right, well, the the kind of content you can't get anywhere else, folks. All right, Darren, that brings you up to close out the sixth round. All right. Well, I'm going to go recent. I'm gonna, I might be the uh, uh, this might be the most recent player. Uh, drafted that played at Charlotte, but I'm going to go second base. The guy's going to play in the big league someday. Uh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> that's the price you pay, but that, yeah, this, that, that kid is, is, is going to find a way. Um, what I can th- think about most, and obviously Bo coached him, but um, you know, here's a guy who, he, he had a great average, really good, good player all around. But man, when there were guys on base, was he was lethal. He was lethal. He found a ways to get guys in. So I want to put uh, Brett Netzer in the uh, second base. A real problem for pitchers because get, getting two strikes on him didn't mean a doggone thing. That's that's when your trouble started. Is when you got two strikes on him because you couldn't get the third. <laughs> I just hate he got drafted by the Red Sox. I loathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brett, Brett was Brett was one of the most clutch players I've ever seen, and just had had ice in his veins. There was no moment too big. I mean, it didn't matter if we were playing an SCC team, ACC team, conference tournament. He always seemed to be the guy that we could we could rely on to get the big hit in, in critical situations and. And I don't think people realize he was a heck of a defender too. I mean, made he made big time plays, diving plays when the game was on the line, and just a clutch player. And we had him on the show obviously a couple of weeks ago and had a good time talking with him. But uh, but he's a heck of a left handed hitter, and hope to see him in the big league soon. We still talk about him every time we get to a walk off situation at home because he hit the walk off bomb against Wake Forest a few years back. Yeah, that was just absolutely destroyed. And then the other memory I have of him, not. A good one. Turns out he was okay, but we go up to Marshall and play at Beckley, West Virginia, when he was a left fielder. I yeah. think it was his freshman year. And freshman it's a, year, he played left field. It's yeah. a solid brick wall all the way around, fair territory, foul territory. <laughs> and he went full speed into that brick wall. It was unbelievable. I was there. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. I mean, it's a concrete wall. Solid no it's no. just it's, it's running into yeah yeah i think we lost them for about two weeks after that too yeah. so that wasn't uh, <laughs> we needed them 
Brett's a tough guy and he's perfectly willing and capable of discussing it with you. Um, for those of you that missed the show the other week, um, he, he started diagnosing who he was tougher than, um, uh, starting with Josh Machievsky. Uh, I think he actually, I think he actually challenged Josh to a fight. Um, and he said that Josh and, and Jackson Mims called Jackson out too and said that they were two of the softest players. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, that was the same. That was the same week that Reef started playing his ukulele on the show. So that was <laughs> that's how we roll around here. Uh, Brett, one of the all-time greats, uh, all to, all freshman team, uh, the best team freshman All-American. Um, the accolades go on and on. Uh, I think that's a great pickup, Darren. I think that's 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 a appreciate up, up the middle. He was on my board, and I was surprised he lasted that long. So feel good about that one. Well, you got him. So lead us off with the seventh round. All right. So our all-time hits leader is uh, currently still in uh, in play. So I'm going to go in a DH spot with Aaron Bray. Not the power guy, but the guy that just flat out gets on base all the time. I like that. Matter of fact, he still loves me the ice bucket challenge, by the way. (laughs) And he, so I I called him out on the ice, but Trey's doing a great job in the community. He, uh, he's, he's working. Working with a lot, I'll know what type of hitter he was, man. He could flat out hit, had good barrel awareness. Uh, but I appreciate everything he's doing in the community. And, heck, I, I, I rely on him a lot to find some players in Charlotte. But not only that, uh, he coaches a summer league in the SCBL. So he's, he coaches some of our guys in the summer, uh, which I appreciate a lot. But uh, but Aaron, Aaron's a good dude and, and obviously a heck of a player. If you haven't seen uh, Coach Bo Robinson do that ice bucket challenge, check him out on Twitter. That happened this week. I don't know how you got talked into that, Coach. But <laughs> Well, I, I, I got Trey Putman, a good friend of mine from Marvin Ridge. He called me out, so I had to make sure I, I, I passed it on to some other good good friends of mine, and, and he's one of them. So, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't real fun. My kids had a blast. They got to make the water as cold as they wanted to make it and put as many ice cubes in there. <laughs> I don't know who had more fun out of that. Uh, I know I had no fun doing it, uh, but it's for a great cause and the ALS and all that stuff like that. So that that's a uh, cool thing. But I think my kids uh, got a chance to pay dad back uh, for some things. So uh, they, they had fun. <laughs> hey, didn't you call others out to not go soft with the ice cubes to just pile them in I there? Did, like you had? Yeah. I knew my, uh, yeah, I knew my kid. I knew what my kids did with the ice. I want to make sure I pass it on now. My good friend, Jason Hill, Ramon Deck, uh, he actually uh, had his kids dumping on him, and he took it like – I guess I was kind of soft when I took it. I was, I was squealing around. Well, if, if anybody's ever wondered what Bo Robinson would sound like in falsetto, um, <laughs> go, go, check, go check that out because Bo went up several octaves uh, when, when that ice bucket was empty on him. Um, so <laughs> be careful, yeah. Nick. He's going to challenge you. No, I was just thinking. I would, and, and he did that. Chase, he said, he said, I challenged some good friends. I'm like, thank God we're acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> but Aaron, Aaron had a heck of a career, man. All, all four years he played. I mean, uh, he played all four years. Um, 
heck of a heck of a Charlotte player, Charlotte alum, and, and obviously represents our program to to the best that he can. And and, and obviously we we love the death here, Charlotte. Yeah, the freshman All-American 2006, A-10 Rookie of the Year in 2006, All-A-10 first team in 2007, second team in 2008, All-NCAA regional team on that 2008 squad. Um, phenomenal player and a great pick there, Darren. So, I, I like it. You're going for the on-base percentage. That's, that's solid. Kevin, that brings you up. All right. Um, I think I'm going to go with uh... – I'm going to lock down the back side. I'm going to go with the uh, closer, Brian Harvey. Hmm. Uh, he didn't he didn't pitch here long, but uh, he had a, a pretty good Major League Baseball career. Yeah. Uh, with the Angels. Pretty, pretty good. And, uh, He's got his son. Two, uh, the two all-star games, one with the Marlins, one with the Angels. Uh, closer of the year, Rollways Relief Man Award. Um Pitched here in 1982 um, with the Niners. I wish uh, I wish Coach Gary Robinson was on to talk a little bit more about about his days here. Um, but not a lot of folks know that he pitched here for a year. Um, <laughs> said it, I think uh, one of his sons is is at CBCC as a coach, correct? And yeah, uh, that, that's right. And Chris uh, Chris is at uh, is there. He was at Clemson, and then he's got the other one that's going to be a closer. For the Baltimore Orioles, Hunter, right. Hunter Harvey, and he throws he throws gas just like yeah. his dad. First, he was a first rounder for the yeah, Orioles. Yeah, yeah, Hunter Hunter Harvey's big leagues. Yeah, a lot a lot of a lot of good arms in that family. Uh, Brian, Brian actually Brian helps out at CVCC, Catawba Valley Community College, where where we've gotten a few guys from too on our current team, and uh, and those guys do a great job. And it's good to always stay in touch with him. I saw him, I think. Uh, last, not this past fall, about a year ago over at CVCC, and he has great memories of being at Charlotte for that one year and, and talked about it at length uh, with, with me. And But uh, it's a good resource for that family, for the Charlotte Charlotte baseball team, where we can go to CVCC and help try to find some guys to help out a roster um, from time to time. Bo, I'll tell you, Coach Robinson got me really good. My, uh, my freshman year was – no, my sophomore year would have been uh, Brian's freshman year. And I told Gary that I caught a little bit in high school. And he said, oh, do me a favor then, if you don't mind. He said, get the gear on and get down here. This was in the mine shaft, in the back part of the mine shaft. He goes, I want you to catch this kid, see if he's got anything. So I'm back there, you know, on the mat, kneeling with a, with a glove. and the, I didn't have a cup on. And Brian throws one pitch, and I thought it was going to come through my head. And I've never seen anybody throw that fast in my life, let alone catch it. And, and Gary goes, congratulations, you caught it. And I said, yep, I'm done. <laughs> he he, he was Gary. amazing. He was amazing. And Gary would pull those stunts on anyone. I, I'm texting with him right now. He can't believe that Harvey lasted this long. He also can't believe that the guy I'm going to pick pick up right now lasted this long. The 21st pick. Uh, hey, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. I haven't called for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just want to tell you, I want to, this is, this is, this is specific to you, Mark. Um, there are no arguments taking place about the picks in, in the comments on, on, on Facebook. Okay. So there's no arguing about the picks. That's good. But most of the comments involve people cheering for you, Mark. Um, yeah. Let's see. It's because I'm uh, old. Ryan Benson has called you an insane. 
encyclopedia, which I agree with. Uh, and this one from Mark William Hoover, let's go Mark Cologne. So there you go. That's primarily because Mark knows every student athlete from 1982 on. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, but all of them. It's going to stop, so i got to take advantage of what if I you, can. If you've ever spent any time in the sports information office, you'll realize that every student athlete who ever had a picture made, ever, every student athlete who ever had his name mentioned in an article is cataloged in, our, in the archives. And Mark started that. And when I was a student assistant, if you screwed it up, it wasn't your best day because he had <laughs> that stuff meticulously organized. That's why there is a Brian Ulrey file. <laughs> <laughs> and Darren, there's another one. There's a, there's a Caesar file too, but we won't talk about yeah, that. There's, yeah, there, there may even be a photo that we had to pull from the U.S. government. Hey, so as somebody who goes through those files and all those black filing cabinets, it is very much appreciated these yeah. days. Yeah, we, we were the king of glue stick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. So I did stop you from making your pick, but I did it to tell you how much people like you. So, well, thank you. But listen, you seventh round, 21st pick. This guy, you talk about a stud. He is in the New York Mets organization and is a big time community relations guy, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Not the Utah Jazz, but the guy that made the Utah Jazz guy. Yeah. And you talk about a player. He's my third baseman. Donovan Mitchell. And one of the great people that have come through the program. Yep. Spoke to him about six months ago, and he's he just a special guy. Uh, Mark, what year was that? The, which one? Which one? For Mitchell. 89 to 92. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you the scoop. Team MVP and – 92, hit 384 with 18 doubles, 37 RBIs, led the team in runs, average, and hits, led the 91 team in runs and hits, scored the fifth most runs in the season at that time, sixth most, uh, fourth most stolen bases at 36, sixth all-time in batting average at 358, and got drafted in the 14th round by the Astros, trash can Astros, played seven seasons, was in AAA, and he's a uh, – also, three seasons was a manager for the New York Mets minor league baseball team. Now he's in community relations and, and, and he works at us at City Field. Great guy. I love it. Awesome pick. All right, Sean, that brings you to close out the seventh and start the eighth. All right, seventh round. I'm going to go. You know what? I'll stay right there at third base and finish off. I'm going to go with somebody. I think Bo Rob mentioned him earlier. Andy Bovender. Yeah. I'll put him at third base. Hard to believe he lasted this long. Yeah. Uh, Andy still is in the area, doesn't he? And Andy lives in Fort Mill. He is a he is tearing it up in the real estate business, residential real estate. And uh, he is another one that uh, him him and Kel Skeens were like my big brother. They called Bovender Big Bo, and I was Little Bo uh, back then. And uh, but I can't say enough of good things about him. He played third base uh, when I was a freshman. He was a senior and kind of learned the game from him, and obviously went on and had a good career uh, in professional baseball too. I think he got drafted by 
Houston Astros, if I'm not mistaken. He sure did. Uh, but yep. somebody, yeah, somebody I definitely looked up to as a uh, just just a great quality person and a great teammate, and uh, kind of showed me the way when I first got on campus in Charlotte. But out, outstanding pick. He's he's tearing it up in the real estate business. He's got a great reputation in the area in South Charlotte and Fort Mill, Rockularly, and then he's doing really well. He was at the uh, alumni event and got a chance to play golf with him. Heck of a golfer too. Great athlete, but a really good hitter. I, you know, I met Andy, but through Tim Colley. They're 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 yeah. tight. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Fair Bo, close. didn't he go to South Mech too? He's another Saber, South yeah. Mech Saber. He is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, he was, he I was, was on Metro three years when Colley was here. Um, I'm yeah, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm going to get this story. I don't know if I'm getting if I'm getting the story story right or wrong, but what does it matter? I'm looking at my wife here. It, when when Tim when Tim came and sat with us for the the Cincinnati game, was that Andy Bovender that came with him? Do you remember that? I think it was Andy. But at one time we were doing when I worked on campus. When I worked Mark when I was working in alumni relations. Um, I had two seats. Remember my, my, my basketball season halt used to be right behind the, the visitors bench, mm-hmm. and uh, Cincinnati was coming to town. So you were going to be, you know, six feet away from Bob Huggins. We were running a, uh, an auction at the time. I put two of my tickets up, um, but we were doing a food can drive for second harvest or, or one of the, the food banks. And so you could bid on the, the, the ticket, but the currency was canned food and the bidding kept going and going and going. And finally I got a, a, a private message online from Tim that said, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody offers you. I'll, I'll beat it. And by the time it was over with Tim showed up at the, I was pretty sure it was Tim and Andy, Tim and Andy showed up with a pickup truck that was riding on the back tires. Okay. <laughs> this thing was dragging on the back tires. The, the, the springs were completely compressed because Tim had, had piled Tim and Andy had piled canned food into the bed of Tim's pickup truck. I think it was. And you remember when uh, over there at O'Charlie's, you know, we had one of those collection bins out front, Mark. Mm-hmm. They started stacking those cans. They filled the can up and you couldn't even see the barrel anymore because the cans had been stacked around the barrel. Um, and then we went and watched the Cincinnati game, the Cincinnati Shaw game. I, it was Tim and I'm pretty sure he had Andy Bovender with him. And we spent a night with them down with, within six feet of Bob Huggins. You can just imagine. Yeah, you just explained the competitive juices about Tim Cowley. He doesn't care what it takes, he'll win. Yeah, you you can just imagine what happened down there six feet from Bob Huggins with those yeah. two. Yeah, and Bu- and Bubbender was the quiet guy, and Tim was the assassin. He was. Uh, that's right, he was. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's, you know – Really, that's that's a great pick, especially here. We're getting into the middle rounds, all Metro 92, 94, 95. Um, solid pick. I Is like anybody it. else finding this uh, task getting to be a little bit tougher? Yes. Uh, yeah, you know what? Somewhere Marty Herney's going, ha, see, it ain't that easy. <laughs> yeah. Not that easy. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Panthers fans. <clears throat> All right, Sean. You're speaking of get speaking of not getting uh, not getting any easier. You lead off the eighth round. You know what? I'm going to go to the other corner infield spot and get me a first baseman. I think we'll take Jason Hill. Put him over there, first base. 
Good pick. Good pick. Boxing. Yeah, outstanding player. Yeah, outstanding player. And and uh, uh, old Jason, he's he's running uh, him and his dad and his whole family. Which uh, three three of the Hill boys actually went to UNC Charlotte. Uh, but uh, Jason's a great player. Um, got a chance to have a, a great career. I was a teammate of his, but he's doing great things in our community over at On Deck Baseball Academy, which is a place that I worked for a lot of years. Uh, but doing a lot of good things for the kids in the Charlotte Charlotte area, and a great teacher of the game, but uh, but a great player. Uh, obviously, a first baseman. Loved having him over there. Really good defender. Every time I threw a bad throw, he would make it look good over there. So that was always a good help. But he left-handed hitter had some power. <laughs> Hit for average. He's the one to hit behind James Matten in the order. So he was protection for James Matten to do all the damage he did. But Jason's a really good friend of mine and doing great things in our community, which he's another one that he actually did do the ice bucket challenge. And uh, he took it, took it like a champ. So, but great pick. 73 RBIs on that 9018. Yeah. Yep. Had some pop too. And uh, Nick, you mentioned in the family, uh, he ended up marrying a. Uh, Former 49er softball player. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Janine. Janine. Yeah. I know. I ran into Janine and and Jason on the uh, softball circuit with my daughter. I know we've. uh, They uh, have a team, Team North Carolina team. I know we've mentioned the 98 team a lot, but that 98 team had 515 RBIs on the year. (laughs) By far. (laughs) It's not even close. By far the best season. By a team. Yeah. You know, so, those, those those three guys together, not to throw back to Bo again, but, you know, those guys back to back to back. That's – I mean, there's nowhere to, nowhere to run, nowhere to hide for a pitcher. I mean, they're, you know, first in runs, first in hits, first in doubles, second in home runs all time. Holy cow. 500 runs, and we got 20% of them on this broadcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, Mark. Eighth I'm going to go and I'm going to go in the way back machine to fill my left field position with uh, one of the the first players that Gary Robinson ever signed in 1982. <laughs> he was the first African American player in UNC Charlotte baseball. James JD Dickerson. And boy could he hit he had he hit 400 one season with 56 hits, 42 ribbies in '82, and uh, had 11 home runs in 1983. And at the time, he had set oh, basically all the offensive records. He had a 375 batting average in two seasons. He was a star. Uh, Got drafted in the 19th round by the uh, Chicago Cubs and played four seasons in pro ball. Mark, do you do you know do you know what he's doing these days? I'm sorry. Do you know what he's doing these days? I don't. I was actually trying to find. I was actually fi- trying to find out. His teammate was Tony Coger, who unfortunately I had to talk about earlier as one of the ones who passed. But they were two great players and uh, together. And uh, but I, I don't know what what JD's doing. I tried to find out on uh, through a Google Google search today, but I couldn't find it. Maybe he'll happen across the show and get in touch with us. Yeah, that'd be great if somebody knows him. So yeah, somebody knows JD Dickerson. Let's 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 get get up with Mark. Get up with us. We'd love to love to touch base with him. Kevin, you're up. Eighth round. I'm up. All right. Um, let's see. Um, 
I'm going to go ahead and close out my pitchers with uh, another mate, guy made to the big leagues, Sean Whiteside, left-hand pitcher. Pitched here in 1990 and 1992. Um, let's see. He was uh, – led a team in wins – the ERA in 1990, led a team in K's in 91 with 87 and 92 with 58. Uh, second lowest opposing batting average in the season, uh, 181 in the top of six all-time shutout with two. Uh, eighth all-time in K's per nine with 9.01. And he was drafted 11th round by the uh, Tigers in the 1992 draft, made the big leagues in 1995. Gary Robinson was talking about him earlier today. Talking about when I got a hold of him about four o'clock, and he said he could join join us. And I wish he was on here now because he could give you great stories about Whiteside. But he was a gamer, and he was a Friday night starter. And he's another guy that if it took 138 pitches, he threw 139. I like it, Kevin. You're let's see how many how many pitchers is Kevin? That's that you've got all four of your pitchers now. I got I got uh, Tim Colley. I got an All-American and three big leaguers as my pitching staff. <laughs> good pitching, good beats, good hitting. All right. Coach Woody, I appreciate that, right? Coach Woody, Brandon Hall, all kinds of people going to appreciate that. <laughs> all kinds of people going to appreciate that. All right, Darren, you're, uh, you're up in the eighth round. All right. Well, I'm going to go uh, Cologne went to the Wayback Machine. I'm going to go to the, the uh, not-so-Wayback Machine and uh, pick a guy who I thought was as uh, tough a competitor as played Charlotte, and certainly in the in recent memory, and that is out in left field with Zach Jarrett. Damn. Yeah. That's like four, Spies. Yeah, I'm bad. But <laughs> he's got this talented dude, man, and uh, another just great guy. You know, just it's total package. I like the total package, guys. He hit three home runs at UAB a few years ago, and I don't think any of them have landed yet. I mean, they were all three moonshots. Yeah, he, he had some power. An unbelievable kid, unbelievable family. Uh, I think we, we had Zach on the show a couple weeks back, but I don't think people realize he came to Charlotte as a walk-on. Just a good athlete and a little bit raw, and that dude, I mean, he just worked and worked and worked and worked and worked, was relentless. Um, obviously picked a different path than what his parents did. His dad, obviously NASCAR race, uh, race car driver, hall of famer. He took a different path, but he instilled that work ethic into his boy, Zach. And uh, it's just a phenomenal story. And, uh, obviously big friend of the program helped out with our indoor facility and all that stuff like that. And, and Zach, Zach earned everything he's ever had. And hopefully we see him in the big leagues here soon. If they get back to playing some baseball. Hey, Bo, what was, what was the change in him that made him such a dominant hitter between his uh, sophomore and junior year? Uh, well, I, I said on the show a couple weeks back, when he first got here, he was he was a really good athlete. He's kind of more of a basketball player that played baseball. I mean, he obviously loved baseball, don't get me wrong, but he just needed to clean some things up uh, fundamentally. Um, and he just was a guy that if you gave him something to work on, he would go over there and work on it relentlessly until until he figured out. And he's another one, too, that we sent off to summer ball every single year. So not only would he get – I mean, we throw him in the fire as a freshman. Yeah. I mean, he was – I don't know if he was quite ready then at the time, uh, but he took his bumps and his bruises and kept kept learning from, from what he was doing and ended up having a heck of a career. But he would get about 150, 200 at-bats during the season, 
Then he would go play every single game of summer ball, another 50 or 60 games of summer ball. Then he'd come back in the fall. Then he'd, come, then he'd play in the spring and get another 200 at-bats. And he'd go play in the summer and get another 200 at-bats. I mean, everything that he's done has, has purely been on, on him and his work ethic and what he's put into the game and, and into his craft. Uh, but just a relentless worker. And uh, he saw a significant dif- uh, difference in him every single year that he played. I think he got better every single year. He was already he was a big guy, big too. Guy. He just yeah. kept getting bigger and bigger as well. He, he, he had tools. He had a great body. He could run. I mean, he had the tools. We just had to, had to clean him up fundamentally and, and give him a routine and kind of give him a direction really is what he needed. Um, and obviously he took it and ran with it. And, and we're hoping to see him in the big leagues. You want to talk about a big league body now. Yeah. I, I think I took a picture with him uh, several months ago and he made me look, look like a little, little child. I mean, he's, he's just a big physical kid that gets after in the weight room and he works out with coach P our strength coach still to this day, he comes back on campus, works out with coach P who does a great job with their guys. And he's, he's in that indoor facility uh, all the time. He, he loves this place. He loves the school, great alumni, uh, person, I mean, just he, he's connected with a lot of guys, uh, but a great representative of our program. You don't realize, I mean, you know, he's a big guy, but yeah. like you said, Bo, you don't realize how really big he is yeah. until you get up next to him. I mean, he's just he he's, looks like he looks like a big leaguer. That's what big leaguers look like. <laughs> so uh, he, he definitely uh, looks the part. Oh, that and. and here we go, Mark. I, I did get it right. Tim Colley, Tim Colley's not only listening, Tim Colley's commenting. It was Andy Bovender that was with him at that Cincinnati game. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tim. <laughs> awesome. All right, Darren, you're going to lead the ninth. Uh, you're going to lead us off for the ninth round. I did. And, uh, you know, I, I, that was my first outfield choice. And I think between uh, Zach and my next pick, you don't really even need a center fielder. Um, that's going to be TJ Nickton. And uh, another guy who makes every catch. Um, you know, him and, I could, you know, the, the number of highlight reels that he already has as a professional player. And you know, we saw that as a college player as well. But, you know, he was a great hitter. He, you know, he was a team MVP in his freshman year. Um, ended up hitting 373, I think his senior year, um, you know, 49 RBIs, not a huge guy, but could still yank it over the fence. Um, really enjoyed watching him play his entire career here. Hey, can we mute Darren? I'm getting tired of listening to him make his picks now. <laughs> was that your next pick again, Sean? That was another one. That's, I think, five on my tally sheet here. <laughs> well, I, you Sorry, know, Sean. if – you know, TJ, if you heard the show with, with uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we had Coach Robinson on with, uh, with the Charlotte O's, with those, those prospects. Uh, so we had, we had TJ, we had Zach, and we had Harris yet. Um, and and TJ's got the personality for all of you, man. Um, and he is, he's so much fun to watch. I, I remember Kevin that when, um, when he got drafted, one of the Orioles blogs contacted us right and they they wanted to know what should we expect out of tj nicting what what did what did you tell them it was, it was chaos he's uh he, he's gonna do what it takes to win a ball game uh no matter what it takes uh sometimes unorthodox but i mean he's a winner and he, he does what it takes to win ball games yeah and, what you need to expect with tj nicting is don't is, is don't expect 
It's going to, whatever <laughs> it's going to, something's going to happen. Um, you know, we tell the story on there, but we, we started the, the hashtag TJ doing TJ things. And, and that initially was not necessarily a compliment, but before his four <laughs> years wrote, well, I mean, it, you know, his freshman year, TJ doing TJ things was not necessarily a compliment, but by the time he graduated, TJ doing TJ things was absolutely a compliment. Cause that, that dude was just, I mean, He's, I mean, we freaking stole, stole home. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> what else can you say about that? I like Great it. Player. I like Great it. Player. All right, Kevin, you're up in the ninth round. All right. I think I need to, I think there's a run on outfielders now. So I'm going to go with uh, 2013 Atlantic 10 player of the year, Justin Seeger. Um, he got drafted by the uh, Mariners in 2013. Spent, uh, I think, four to five seasons in the minor leagues. Um, as I mentioned, uh, 2013, I think it was co-player of the year, but he should have been um, all by himself. But, uh, you know, the A-10 voting was back then. But uh, team MVP 2013, back three, 351, 46 runs, 22 doubles, 40 ribbies. And uh, he led a team in average runs and runs. Um had a great year that year. Uh, I'm gonna put him in a, at a put him in a corner outfield spot. We he probably had to share that award with somebody from Richmond or Xavier, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a great. He had a very good year. That was my first year coaching. Uh, was year just just a a phenomenal family. Obviously, everybody knows his family. Uh, he's got two brothers that are playing in the big leagues. And Justin, obviously, was one of the ones that came to, to Charlotte and ended up having a great career. Ended up getting drafted by the Seattle Mariners. Got a chance to wear his, the same uniform as his brother um, with the with Seattle Mariners. And, and he's doing good things now, too. He actually works for Blast, which is a company that actually provides sensors to our guys and our hitters. Uh, so he works for that company and doing really well with them. Uh, but a great family, great player, great worker. Um, and obviously had a really good junior year that it catapulted him into professional baseball, but he, he's a great person. Still talk to him to this day. Yeah. That, that whole, that old Seeger group up here in uh, Northwest Cabarrus County where I originate from right now. Yeah. Great baseball. Uh, his dad, his dad did a heck of a job with all three of those boys. I mean, just, just great ball players. And obviously the, the, their dad is a big part of, of what all that they learned and they could all flat out hit, man. They, they could flat out hit. All right, Mark. Well, where I, do you I want to go in the ninth? I don't know where JD is uh, currently, JD Dickerson, but I can tell you this. I just got a text from Gary Robinson. James Dickerson hit 32 home runs his rookie year in pro ball in the first half. Oh, 32 in the first half for the, in the Carolina League with the Chicago Cubs. Ooh. Wow. Not bad. That's, um, that's getting her done. I, I am going to go with one of the finest pitchers ever that put on a uniform. And if you gave him the ball on, on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, he was going to find a way to get seven innings and strike out about nine guys. A left-hander from Cherryville, Deion Danner. Yeah. He was a stud. Ninth-round draft pick by the <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates. And he was a quiet, unassuming guy. And he wouldn't say anything. He'd go to the mound. He'd, you know, three up, three down. He might get hit around, come right back and stick it right down your throat. He was really talented. He had the body, man. He had a pro body. Yeah, he did. He, did. he went 
his, yeah, his first year in the Pirates organization, he got hurt. They changed his they changed his um, delivery, and he got hurt and never bounced back. But he was a, he was a ninth rounder destined for a big league rotation. It's a shame. Freshman All American, nineteen eighty nine. Yep, he was a, he was he followed in the Haney footsteps. I said, "Oh my God, we got another Chris Haney." I like it. All right, Sean, it's the last pick of the ninth round, the first pick of the tenth. Who who has Darren left you? Uh, he has left me a left-handed starter who recently threw the midnight game down the conference USA tournament a few years ago. Uh, unfortunately, he's in the Yankee system, which will let him slide on that. I can't say um, his last name, but I love him. <laughs> and his – I mean, he literally bounced all over the Yankees farm system last year, so – I'm going to add to my pitching staff with Josh Machieski. He he pitched in the against the Charlotte Knights up here. He did. Too. He pitched against the Knights last year. John, if it makes you feel any better, he was my next pick. No, he wasn't. No, he really was. <laughs> I need a pitcher. I need a shortstop and outfielder and a pitcher. So he was my guy. You know that. Think about it. Uh, Sean, I know from a from an SID standpoint um, that when we recruit these guys, it impacts you, right? Because we were doing the same thing. We all had to learn uh, to spell and pronounce Machieski. And then they went and found Chapinski. Yeah. <laughs> then they went and found Chanskowski. Chanskowski, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> And we had to we, we had to learn to pronounce and spell all of that. Um, one of the great things, and we had Josh on like like all the, the pro niners uh, the, the other week. One of the great things I'm glad he did was he talked about his turnaround uh, yes. from from the 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 disappointing end he had to uh, the uh, the 17 season into how dominant he was the next year. Um, and it, that's a great story because, you know, he, he really faced some adversity, lost a little bit of confidence, really stumbled, um, and completely turned it around and was so dominant his, his last year. So that's – I love that pick. I yeah, love that. Two, di- two different stories and, I think, back-to-back years in Biloxi. Yeah. 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 He, he, he went from, from outhouse to penthouse and – in a big way. So that was, that was awesome. Well, I'm, I'm impressed with that pick, Sean. What, what keep it going. What do you got right. for the tent? I'm going to complete my outfield before anyone else takes him in left field. I am going to take Shane Brown. Good one. Good pick. That's a good pick. So that'll give me my three outfielders. He can run. He can hit. Shane and Shane is also a high school coach yep. in the Charlotte area too. Yep. So he's he's doing a lot of good things in in the Charlotte community. Um, he came by and saw us, the whole the whole staff, the new staff. He came by a couple months ago, and and always great to have those guys on campus. But he, he's a flat out can flat out hit, can flat out run from uh, the Davidson area, if I'm not mistaken. That's where he's from, and, and doing a great job with. Uh, I think it's over at Porter Ridge High School, I believe, is where he's at. Um, but great player. Yeah, well, he he was at Concord at one point. He was Concord. Yeah. He was at yeah. Concord. Yep, yeah. yeah, Concord High School, and thinking now he's at Porter Ridge. I like it. And how awesome is that, Bo? I mean, just having these guys come through our program, be coaches in the area. Several I mean, of them. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, like you were talking about Treadway being eyes, you know, you know, yeah. eyes and ears up in, in Ohio, but, but having this core of guys come through the program in the Charlotte area, I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. Well, we rely on them. We got, we got Niners all over the place, but we, we lean heavily on them. Um, obviously with their contacts, they know, know a lot of kids and, and uh, they're always willing to help us out, try to find, find the right guys for, for the program. So that Porter Ridge area produces some, some players too. Yep. Yep. All right, Mark, 10th round, your pick. Oh, Mark, you're on Mark, mute. Mark, you're mute. Yep. You're on mute. There you guys you enjoyed that for a minute, didn't you? Your clock ran out. We moved on. <laughs> you know what? How many people have wanted to put you on mute over That's the years? That's what I was going to say. And you, you finally you did it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the guy I want to take, I'm not going to take because I know how much Darren wants him. And so I'm not going to do it because Darren was kind enough to make it a snake draft. So I'm going to take um, – I'm going to take that. This is another, this is, this is from the original team and Gary Bartley will be thrilled. This guy played every position in the infield and was just cat quick. And we already talked about his uncle, but he qualifies as a first baseman. I'm going to put Carlos Strickland at first base and man, could he, he could run. He should have been drafted. He was a really good player. Another another local guy too, by the way. I think he went to. Uh, I don't think he went to Garinger, but uh, he's a, definitely a local player. East Mech, maybe. Okay. Awesome. He was our team MVP in '82, and he hit 345 with 24 ribbies, 38 stolen bases. He had the third most stolen bases in the season with 38 in '82. He's fourth all time in stolen bases, but he he could run like the wind and. And pick it, pick it at second, and pick it at first, and just the the kind of guy you win with. Let's see here. Um, I, I'm fielding some comments off social media here. We can field them collectively here. Let's see, John Whittington, my top five. He says, Bo Robinson, Tim Colley, James Matten, Joey Anderson, Joey Hammond, and Joe. He says, is Joey Hammond off the board yet? Yes, Joey Hammond yep. is off the board, John. Uh, where did Joey Hammond come off the board? Kevin in the fourth round. Kevin, fourth yeah. round. There you go, John. So jo- Joey is off the board in the fourth round to the uh, the swinging norms. GM Kevin Harward. All right. Speaking of the swinging norms, Kevin, who are you taking in the tenth round? Um. I'm gonna go with uh, Jeff Shore. Mm. Ooh, who just who? Ah, uh, that was that was who you were. Li- that's who you were leaving for Darren, didn't it, Mark? Mm-mm. No, it was a different uh, guy. Uh, I was gonna come back and put him in my outfield. Good, good pick. Well, we were talking about a little bit before before the. Uh, he, was, he was a heck of a. Said he played a lot. Of, he pitched. He played a pitched. lot of positions. He did. Oh yeah. So if my uh, pitched, the yeah. late great Jeff Shore. I need to Kevin, I need where, are you, where are you putting him? Um, I guess I'll put him as a DH for now. Okay. I think about the only position he didn't play was probably middle infield. He was all over. That was a that was a physical specimen. Man, he was he a was, he, he was, was a, a big strong dude. <laughs> he, he was strong, and I'll tell you that I, I got a chance to be around him when he was coaching some with. Uh, uh, over at on deck a little bit and SBA got a chance to know him 
just a big old teddy bear. I mean, just a great person, great personality. The kids love being around him, always telling stories, just had a huge heart, man. Just, and I hate, I hate, uh, that he's not with us anymore, but what, what a great person he was. And, and the kids just love being around him, man. He had a big heart, big old teddy bear. I think, but listen to this, Bo, about the second or third game he ever pitched, he hit two batters in a row and the dugout was getting angry. And the next guy came up and he threw inside and he said, come on, come get me. <laughs> well, he up, had a, now, don't, now don't get me wrong. He had a switch. <laughs> like a lot of good he was players out there like this. Have, but, Come get me. But he, yeah, <laughs> I could see that. Plus he played for Gary. So you, you better have that. <laughs> Want some, come get some. <laughs> Uh, Mark, when did when did we lose him? Do you do you remember that? Did uh, remember? Three years now. Three years ago. Yep. So he all right. Team MVP eighty eight and uh, drafted by the Rangers twenty seventh round. Um, played two seasons of pro ball with the Rangers organization. Fantastic pick, Kevin. I I, I like it. Darren, your last pick of the uh, the tenth round. So there I go. So I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to finish up my pitching staff here with a couple picks. Uh, my next one is Ryan Baker, who uh, won an all-time uh, – he's in top four or five in a number of statistical categories. Pitched a lot of innings, struck out a lot of guys. Good player, made it to AAA. With the Marlins, I believe. Yeah, that's, that's Big Bake. Another, another teammate of mine who was a freshman – uh, when I was a junior or senior, um, he, he's living in Houston, Texas. Now he, he was running a baseball Academy down in Houston, uh, phenomenal person, great teammate. Another one I still talk to this day. Uh, but he was a bulldog. I mean, on the mound, I mean, he could really locate a fastball, um, just an ultimate competitor, but off the field, he might have been one of the nicest and genuine people that you'll ever meet. Uh, but when he got on the mound and the switch went off, and he was the guy that always had us in a ball game in position to win, uh, outstanding pitcher, could really, really spot the fastball and and uh, just tough as nails, pitched in and out. Good friend of mine, even to this day. Hey, what are any players left on your 98, 99 teams that we have? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was spe- <laughs> well, I, the one crazy thing about it is we were actually very old from a position player standpoint that year but very young on the mound um and these guys i mean they, they stepped in and, and obviously did what they needed to do to help us be very successful that year uh but a lot of those pitchers on that staff that we threw in the fire were all freshmen or maybe even sophomores but most of them are freshmen that that really helped us and carried us so coming in off uh, off comments online, um, we've heard from uh, Treadway. That'd be Zach Treadway. Um, yep. He's listing John Main, Adam Mills, Brian Treadway, James Matten, and Bo Robinson as his tops. And by the way, uh, Darren, he loves your Ryan Baker pick. So he's he's on that. Awesome. So pretty cool to have people people chiming. He means something coming from a pretty good pitcher himself there. Yeah. Yeah. He he was yeah. another one that spoke after. I don't know if you guys well, you guys would remember this the the game that we came back and won at Rice, <laughs> the, the oh, crazy yeah. finish that another. we had. I think yeah, we're, yeah, with, with two outs and we came back and won. Well, Ryan Baker talked to our team before that game and obviously yeah. stuck around after yeah. that game. So he he was. 
Always going to speak to our team about doing things the way coach. We go on road. That was two years ago this week, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was there. He did the pregame speech before that game. By far the craziest game I've ever seen. (laughs) It's got to be the craziest game in program history. Yeah, I mean, if it's not, something really crazy happened. Yeah, and and. Mark, Mark, might would be the one that know that, but I got one for you. We're, we were playing U, Pembroke State before they become U, became UNC Pembroke, and it's it's even chronicled in Sports Illustrated. But and if Gary was on here now, he'd tell you he wanted to dog cuss that manager. <laughs> See, that's dog cuss. I picked that up. That's Southern, right? And, uh, <laughs> and, yeah. And so, do they so do they not dog playing, cuss in Oneonta? No, no, no. No, they have dogs something else. Though. But and uh, we're so we're playing Pembroke, and it's the it's the bottom of the ninth inning, and they score a run. They tie the game eight eight, and the uh, the the manager walks out of the dugout. It's ended. It's it's ended. We're getting ready to go to the top of the tenth inning. He walks up, walks across the field, walks out to center field, and lowers the flag, takes the flag down. Walks back to the dugout and says, game's over. And Gary said, what do you mean the game's over? It's tied. He said, yeah, but our cafeteria closes, and we don't have a lot of money like you guys, but you can stop at McDonald's and take them to eat. And that was honestly got truth, and I got that featured in Sports Illustrated. <laughs> it was oh, the craziest yeah. thing. Yeah. So He said, we can't, we can't afford to feed our players. Our cafeteria needs to be open for them. You guys can stop and eat in those fancy places like McDonald's on your way home. wow extra value meal of which there are several on highway 74 on your way back (laughs) so he might have had he might have had a point okay darren you want to lead off the 11th round for us yeah i'm going to finish this off uh because i like having a balanced roster i've got three studs that could go complete games but just in case they need a little help in the uh, last inning i'm going to go with Eric Walker, our all-time sage leader. Oh, yeah. And uh, another guy who, uh, you know, like Jeff Shore, is not with us any longer, but a guy who, who may have seen may have seen the big leagues as well. Yep. He was on that. That was, that was my guy. Gave him player there. of the year. So, Mark, I, I, appreciate I appreciate you doing that because uh, that was a name that that Zach Treadway just brought up on the comments. Uh, I didn't mention that because, well, I, you know, you guys don't need any help. Um, so now, now we can talk about it because Darren took him off the board. Great, great pick. Yeah. Well, right, is that, yeah. Coach Water, do you want to speak on, on his, his dad and, and how, how important and how, how special that family is to our program? What are you still there? I think we might have lost Coach Woodard. His his um his AirPods died. <laughs> oh, I got you. Well, that's a, it's a special family to us all. Um, he, he's obviously uh, uh, always a, a 49er for life, and then the dad is comes out every year uh, to support um, our program. And obviously, we have the Eric Walker Suite that we take every one of our recruits that come in into there. Uh, it's just a very very special family to all of us, and now a special player. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that obviously was a stud on the field, uh, but we're always thinking about him. He's a big part of our program. 
Um, we'll another comment that as well. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, Cass Ferguson, Cass Ferguson, our staff, who's our assistant AD for facilities. Uh, he and Eric were best friends, high school yeah. uh, buddies in the college, and uh, um, just you know, uh, unbelievable loss uh, for a young man who had great things ahead of him. But his family has been unbelievably supportive of of the Forty Nine yeah. program. You know, his his other buddy that he and Cass ran with. Is T Bone from the yeah uh, yeah Mac from, the, from that yeah. show on WFNZ? Um, coming in off the off social media again, uh, Tim Tim Colley wants to know if Cam Browder was picked, and he was Tim uh, first pick of the sixth round to uh, to Sean to the Fighting Foxes. Cam Browder came off the board, um, and then also another South South Break Saber South Mech Saber Niner who is who he lost is John Kirk. Um, did, did we, did you have him, Mark, John Kirk? No, we, I don't. Tim, Tim says he, that he, that we he lost passed away. Him. That's what, according to, according to Tim. Thank you, Tim. So put him on, on the list. John Whittington likes that Eric Walker pick, Darren. I like it too. Very good. Yep. All right, Kevin, your second, the second pick, 11th round. Um, I'm going to go with a catcher. I'm going to get uh, uh, probably one of the most recent players. But here's yet. Uh, Love it. Two-time Sunny um, Bench slash Buster Posey, one of the finalists, national catcher of the year, um, conference player, uh, all-conference USA, first team last year, uh, second team the year before that, uh, drafted by the Orioles last season, had his, played his first uh, year of pro ball last year in the Orioles organization. So, uh I want to put him behind the plate. That's a good one. Very good. solid. South Max Saber, too. That's another one. Good luck running on him. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. No he was season. in there for – he was another guy that was in there for just about every single game. Yeah. Even we, you know, Biloxi yeah, in the I conference think, tournament yeah, when it's hot, humid. That was unreal. I think he caught – I'm not mistaken. I think his senior year, I think he caught 50 of the 55, six ball games that we played. Yeah. And uh, so he, he was a workhorse horse back there. And, and uh, obviously a special, special person to me. I've known him since he's eight, nine years old. Uh, but just a heck of a player, self-made, worked his tail off and doing great things in the Orioles organization. First year, I think he hit like 330 or something like that. His first year of professional baseball, yeah. bouncing around two or three different levels. Um, obviously, uh, hoping he can get back to playing soon, too. But just an, another great teammate and, and great player, but hard worker, man. And Bo, you know this, too. The Gulf Coast League, where he started, they play at noon yeah. every day in Florida oh, yeah. when it's 500 yeah. degrees outside. So, to hit yeah. what he did yeah. down there is even yeah. more impressive. Yeah. Yeah, Sean, we were Special talking about that the other week. He was down there. He was down there in the Gulf uh, Gulf Coast League, uh, doing really well. And uh, every everybody was um, everybody was tweeting about this this Orioles rookie catcher down there. Mm -hmm. And so were we. We were just tweeting about Harris. Yet, you know, the guy that was <laughs> right. playing. Yeah, we. Lots of people were tweeting about Orioles catchers at the Gulf Coast League. Yeah. We were tweeting about one that was collecting hits. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I like that pick, Kevin. That's that's good. You can, so you're you're going to have Yeti bombs dropped it 
I, I just shared with Gary Robinson that I told the Pembroke State story, and he filled his whole screen with ha 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 ha. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was literally the craziest thing. I wish he was on the air when that when that when I said that. He's probably still fired up about that game. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was nuts. <laughs> Well, I, I'll, you know, Mark, I think it's okay. We'll go ahead and see that in person. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll go ahead and spill the beans, Mark. Um, put that on the list because we've been talking just like we did, um, did an interview with uh, Coach Bartley last year. We've been working on getting Coach Robinson uh, to, to sit down and do a. That'd be um, awesome. Oh, and, and, and well, we agreed. Well, he agreed to do it. Coach Robin agree, Robinson agreed to sit down with us. Um, but I think one of the stipulations was is Mark has come with him. So look for that programming at some point in the, in the future. That's, that's going to be one heck of a show. Yeah. We got to make that happen. That'd be a show. Buzzer ready. (laughs) 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 Well, you know what? ESPN ESPN tube show. Yeah. What we'll do, what we'll do is, yeah, we'll, we'll have producer, but we won't do it live. Producer Brad will clean it up and then maybe that's what we'll do. We'll show, we'll play, we'll do like the, the, the last, uh, the last dance. We'll have one on ESPN and the other on ESPN too. (laughs) So, all right, Mark, you're up in the 11th round. No. Oh, I'm, this is my pick. Yeah. Great. I'll take, I'll take a guy who won a college world series and, uh, even though he transferred from here to LSU, I'll take Armando Rios for center field. He, uh, he had 429, he played 429 big league games, had uh, 275 hits, 36 homers, 167 RBIs. And I hate that he transferred to LSU and so did Gary, but Gary said, he's a niner, you got to pick him. <laughs> Done. Do you remember what he did that was unique, Mark? He dragged his bat to the behind him behind him to the home plate. <laughs> and what else he did? Take steroids. Flip in the center field. Yeah, back, yeah, he did. <laughs> yep. He did the Ozzy Smith in center field. Yep. He would he would, walk <laughs> he would he would drag his bat behind him, hit left handed, and then if he made a catch in center and he made a catch to end inning, he'd do a backflip. He was unique. He was. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to get in. I'm going to get in on that Bo Robinson uh, thing going on here. Here, here's an interesting, interesting trivia piece for you. He married the niece of one of my best friends. So how about that? There you go, Bo. It's not quite my sister, but I'm in. (laughs) I'll I'll see your sister and raise you one close (laughs) friend's niece. (laughs) How about that? All right, and, and he's um. I think he's, da- he's back down in Puerto Rico coaching baseball, I think. Good uh, big league player. He's a good player. Yep. All right, Sean. Up for, your, up for your two picks, the last of the 11th and the first of the 12th. I am going to secure my middle infield. And first one I'm going to do over at second base, I'm going to go with Corey Lane, who, can, who could absolutely fly. Thirty triples, all-time lead for him. Fifth most at bats, fifth in hits with two sixty-nine there with Jason Hill. So, solid second baseman. Yeah, really good player. Regional well, Chris, team Chris in 07. 
Was it Chris that played center and Corey played second? Is that how it was? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know they were both good players. Obviously, everybody knows the story about both those guys that are doing really well in, in Nashville. And, and Chris and Corey, they, they are in the band. That they started and uh, doing great things in Nashville and then tearing it up. But great ball players, both of them. Both of them great ball players and 49er alums. More comments coming in. Zach Treadway is determined to, to help you guys out. Uh, and, and he's being an equal opportunity helper here because he's not directing these towards anybody. Uh, he says he's going to listen to this again, but tell me, we got Spencer Steedley, hmm. Chris Rochelle, which we did. Chris went off the board to Darren uh, in the fourth round. Uh, and how about my boy Adam Willard, he says. so. That, that, was, that was who I was going to take before I took Armando Rios. So, I don't know. Zach, Zach Treadway is trying, oh. to, trying to help. He's, Zach's trying to help you guys out. Well, here, since Zach mentioned it, I was going to save him for for later. But now that the word is out for my first pick of the 12th, I'm going to take my final pitcher, and it's going to be Spencer Steedley, who was a two-way guy for the Niners and a very good one at that. Nice. Number two starter behind Mills on the weekend. Yep. That was a nice one-two punch. I got to spend some time with him in the minors right after he got drafted in the – twin system down in Fort Myers. Yeah, great family. Obviously, awesome representatives of Charlotte. And um, his brother's going to be the Queens University head coach. Yep, Ross down there. And, uh, yep, Spencer, Spencer's around. Uh, still still doing good things in the Charlotte community. Uh, but Rochelle, man, he, he caught some good ones. And obviously, Spencer was one of those guys. And he could swing it, too. Yep. Are they, they out of Rowan County? Am I getting that right? Yeah, up here. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's right, Sean. You're in Salisbury. Steely's a good Rowan County name. All right. Mark, 12th round. You're up. Yep. And I'm going to close up my pitching staff with uh, a really cool guy who is a, a self-made closer, Frank Kowar, whose son Kowar. was a national champion at the University of Florida and drafted in the sandwich pick with the Kansas City Royals and is considered a fast riser. Kowar was a really good closer. He's from the Chicago area, and he got drafted by the Blue Jays. Um, sixth all-time in saves and third in saves in a season. He had nine in, uh, one, in one season and also had uh, 31 appearances that season. Great family. Great family. Yeah, Frank, Frank works at yeah, came to the alumni event. Frank yep. Frank's working uh, for him. Bank of America, doing it well. Yep, he brought Jackson thing. to the first pitch dinner with him. Yep, and his boy is going to be a good one. He's we're going to see him on TV before long. It Jack. was amazing how many seeing all these these guys. How many of them came out to that first pitch dinner? That was yeah, special night. That's. If, if yeah, you didn't make awesome. it last year, folks, put put that on your calendar when the date comes out because that's that's going to be worth worth coming to on a yearly basis. All right, Kevin, twelfth round, it's all you. All right, um, I'm going to draft a, a Hall of Famer uh, at my second baseman. Uh, Danny Montgomery is in the pro scouting Hall of Fame. Demont, he. Uh, Led the team in runs in 86, played here from 84 to 86. Um, 
I drafted about a Dodgers 14th round, 1986 draft. Played a few years in pro ball. And uh, like I said, now he's he, he's been in the Rockies organization since their inception uh, as a scout and uh, worked his way up. And he uh, was inducted, I think, two or three years ago into the Pro Scouting Hall of Fame. So yeah. and he was at the first pitch dinner as well. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Hey, uh, is Coach yeah, Woody D-Mont was there with Jay Matthews. Coach Woody, did, did uh, Walt Weiss bring DeMont and Stu Cole together, or was DeMont already there and he helped get uh, Walt Weiss there? Yeah, that's a good That's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not I know sure. Walt Weiss is when he Walt, Walt Weiss is much older than you, right? Oh, yeah. Walt was on Walt was on those like uh, 82 to 84, to okay. 82 to 85 teams. Gotcha. Um, well, with BJ Serhoff. No, it's all good. BJ Serhoff and uh, um, mm-hmm. Roger Williams and a bunch of those guys. Yeah. Scott Bankhead. Boy. Good group. Great pick, Kevin. All right, well, Darren. Pick. Damon. Darren, you've so, got your last uh, two picks. You've got your, the last pick of the 12th and your first pick of the 13th. Yeah, yeah, I need an outfielder and a shortstop. So I'm going to go with a guy who uh, was a team MVP. I hate to leave those on the board. At shortstop, Mike Ambrose. Uh, two-year guy, hit 350 or ab- above, I think, on maybe both years. Um, led the team in average hits. Uh, first team all-league player. Um Tied all fifth all time for triples. So that closes out my infield. All right. What, what you said you need another outfielder? Yeah, I'm going to get another outfielder here. And since I'm going to, um, since I got a couple really young guys on the corner of my outfield, I'm going to put an old guy in the center field. Um, that's going to be Randy Duncan. <laughs> it was a team MVP from the first, first four year letter winner. There you go. Um, hit 353 and 81. That's good at any era. And, um, see, looks like he had three, it was third and look at 10 triples in 1981. So, um, pretty good, pretty good production there. Don't know him. One of the, one of the few guys on my team here, I don't have some connection to, but numbers speak. So I want to close it out with Randy Duncan. I, I know him well. He was uh, he had started a NASCAR collectible business that got acquired by Hendrick Sports. He's 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 done he's done really well. Great guy and uh, lives in Cornelius. He doesn't, uh, Mark. I'm, I'm side I'm sidetracking this here, but heck, we're already two hours in. He doesn't know. Uh, he's not friends with Bo Pittman, is he? He might know Bo, the original mascot 49er. The, the, uh, the original Bo yeah. Pittman, who was Norm back when you just grew a beard and, and were Norm. Yep. And, uh, and Randy was the first four year, four year uh, varsity letter winner. Awesome. I think it's a good pick, Darren. Not a bad way to close it out. Mark, how are you going to finish up? Well, I'm, I'm not next, am I? Yes. It'd be Kevin, sure? shouldn't it? I no, thought Kevin. Kevin was next. Right. No, no, no. You're right. Ah! Uh, See, I told you rounds. I didn't want to do this stupid <laughs> snake. No, go ahead, Kevin. I'm sorry. I'm going to close it. I need a, a center fielder. I'm going to get a guy that can go go and get the ball now. I'm going to get Reese Hampton. Um, 
Run, Reese, run. Yep. That's right. That's right. I mean, he's going to put it. He's going to be the top of my lineup. He's going to run down some balls in the outfield with my, with my stellar pitching staff. And um, had this was second team all conferences uh, 2018, drafted in the, what was it, the 10th round by the Tigers? And uh, about the 12th, 12th round in the 2018 draft. Uh, it's had uh, two yeah, seasons. Somewhere right around there. Yeah, my 12th. 12th round. Yeah, 12th round. Um, yeah, 12th all, fresh, all freshman team, 2016. All conference USA, second team, 2018. Um, uh, hell of a decent center fielder. And um, uh, like I said, table setter for the for the top of the, line, for the lineup. So I'm going to put in center field for me. A couple of years ago, he tried to run through the wall, the middle wall out the Ruston at Louisiana Tech. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin. He was yeah, he played a hundred, played hundred miles an hour. Yep. And was Speaking almost on a pick right before that, but I didn't want to put the 2018 in outfield together. Show a little uh, yeah. change up there. Hey, Darren, you could you could do a lot worse than that than the 2018 outfield. Oh, there's no no yeah. quite, look look with with that pitching staff I've got with that outfield. It, you know, it's just we needed the boat to drive in that one run. <laughs> and, well, I, well, Reese, Reese, to uh, I tell you what, he, he's one of the best outfitters, if not the best outfitter I've ever seen, uh, with reading balls off the bat. Best uh, as he is, the ground covers, and he's relentless, man. I've never seen somebody read a ball off the bat and be at top speed as quick as he is. And, I, and I'm, I'm talking about even guys like Juan Pierre and some of the guys I've seen in professional baseball, Reese. Reese can play in the big leagues, and I know Coach Hibbs said it all the time. He can, he can play in the big leagues uh, right now defensively. And uh, hopefully we can get those guys back playing and see see how far he can take it because he can flat out run and play defense and switch hitter and and, and plays plays kind of a small man's game, can bunt a little bit, move the ball around, and and got a little surprising power in there for for, uh, for him. He's got some bad speed and quickness too, so he's got some sneaky pop. But a good player, and he's a Charlotte kid from, from Charlotte Christian. Local boy. He went downtown. He did something. Yeah. He, he made an outstanding play in the outfield in center field. Every time we went uptown, it seems like he could get the balls off the crack of the bat that you would think no one had a shot to get. And then all of a sudden he's there with the ball in his glove. And he may. It's funny. You guys talk about him. It's funny. You guys talk about him running through, running through a wall. Um, way back in 2011, I put on a high school, baseball camp at Charlotte country day when Reese was like a sophomore or freshman in high school. And, uh, he actually dove for, dove for a ball, like, and, uh, and broke his arm at the camp. So he couldn't even, he couldn't even finish the camp. I had forgotten the story, but his mom came up to me at the banquet and she reminded me of that, of the story. Um, but yeah, he plays, he plays with his hair on fire and has since even those days. All and Charlotte right. Christian, we got a tie to Charlotte Christian, don't we, with the Coach Simmons' yeah. son on this? With Coach yeah. Simmons, yep. Yeah. yeah, Coach Simmons' dad been there forever. I think he's he, he's ran out of fingers uh, for all of his state championships <laughs> over there at Charlotte Christian. But, uh, yeah, Tyler, Tyler's dad, he's helped us, helped us a lot and done a lot of good things at Charlotte Christian and a lot of kids. He's coached a lot. I mean, thousands of kids he's coached um, well, in the area. 
few more comments coming in uh, off Facebook. Uh, Mark, Mark Dunn, uh, who I know you guys know. Uh, we all know. Hey, Mark. Um, he wants to know about Barry Shiflett. Uh, Barry came off the board second in the first round uh, to the swinging norms, Kevin Harward. So Barry Shiflett came off early, early, early. Uh, John Whittington's back. Uh, it's asking about Joey Hammond. Where did Joey come off at? Uh, Kevin, yeah, fourth round. Kevin in the fourth, fourth round. Fourth so, round. and let's see, Jason is Jason Hill still available? He's not. Where Jason Hill? Yeah, I, yeah. Round. I got him in the eighth round. Sean got him in the eighth round. So there you go. All right, Mark. Well, now you're. I don't know how good my team is, but I, it worked to perfection. My last pick, I held it open for a catcher, and this, this guy. This guy was a self-made catcher. He's the reason we had the celebration called Home Plates Never Moved. His name is William Journey. He's a Bronze Star General in the U.S. Army. And he is an incredible guy. And when he came back to campus, his daughter, who is uh, now she's a junior at UNC Charlotte, he said, Cologne, what the heck's wrong with this field? It's plastic. And I said, well, Grunt, his nickname is Grunt, and he was he's a game. You talk about a gamer. Gary, Gary and him, him fought like crazy, and he still, he still played 124 games and hit nine homers and was an incredible defensive force. But he's standing on the field, and he goes, even this damn dirt is plastic. And I said, well, we lose so many games the rainouts, we have an AstroTurf infield. He said, you know what I like about it, Clone? I said, what? He said, home plates never moved. And so I wanted to get William Journey with my last pick, the Bronze Star General, and he is a super human being and a great teammate of Jeff Shore and all the. And he gave up some of his catching to Jeff Shore, and they battled like crazy too. But they were great teammates. So what I'm hearing, Chuck Mark, McGee was part of that as well. Mark, yep, remember Chuck McGee? Oh yeah, Another yeah. Part of that. I think William Journey may lead or may still hold the record for hit by pitch. <laughs> he probably did. He would catch the ball and let it hit him. J-U-R-E-Y. Yeah. And look him up and look at his military career. Absolutely incredible. That's awesome. He's got a lot of stars on his uh, a lot of stars on his shoulder. Yeah. So what I'm hearing, Mark, is the other the other GMs need to understand that if the game's not going properly, your catcher, instead of calling a fastball, could call in like an artillery barrage. <laughs> That's right. That's why I got him. Airstrike. Yep. Mm. Well, this has been fun, guys. Motors, I hope y'all are taking that into consideration. <laughs> Absolutely. Those two-way players. Hey, I got Chris Haney as a DH, and I got Brian Treadway, Phil Colbert, Deion Danner, and Frank Coar. I'm not afraid of anybody's lineup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. It, it falls to you. Last pick off the board. I need a shortstop. Ambrose was my selection until I jumped in and got Steedley after he was mentioned. I didn't want anybody to get that phenomenal two-way player. So this guy started at third base, but then moved to shortstop, I think, due to injury late in his career. So I'm going to put Shane Basin at third uh, shortstop. Hit over 300 in three of his four years. Ended up hitting 310 on the year, or for his career, rather, 310. He's a great player. Top of fifth, yes. all the time, triples. Um, Tons of guy. 
tons of academic awards, all conference tournament teams, players of the week, you name it. I'll say here young local. man, He's another one. Still here local. Yep. Yeah. The local kid went to Marvin Ridge High School. Uh, got a chance to coach him. What what an outstanding kid. Would do anything that you asked him to do. And self-made, great ball player, good athlete, really good basketball player out of high school. Uh, phenomenal third baseman. Um, and we did we did end up doing him over to shortstop. We had an injury and he moved over and, and uh, played that position just as good as he played third. But a phenomenal baseball player and a great person and a big, big uh, supporter of our, our program, a big part of our alumni base. Started 190, started 198 games of 208, and those 10 mm-hmm. were during his freshman year. Yeah, played all four That's years. That's awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. All right, Mark, Mark is showing us a picture awesome. of, of his catcher, who is yes. uh, a, a general That's in the awesome. Marine Corps. Oh, How yeah. many stars is that, Mark? More than I can count. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, why don't we do this? Uh, that only took two and a half hours, so I don't, you know. And, and you know, people are still listening because the comments are still coming yeah. in on, on Facebook. So, you know, that's awesome. Uh, why don't we do this? We'll go. We'll go in in pick order. So, Darren, we'll start with you. Uh, why don't you just tell us how you feel about the team you ended up with, as far as how, what you thought was going to happen coming in, and then what actually happened for you? How, how you feeling? You know, I, I, I knew who my first pick was going to be, uh, so that certainly makes it easy. But, you know, then you got to wait seven picks to get to, back to another uh, your next pick. So uh, I was really excited to get, uh, you know, Andrew Smith and John Main on that, on that flip back. So uh, a couple guys that, um, you know, you just handle the ball, you make it happen. Um, I, like, I like it. It's a mix of, of young guys and, you know, 80s, 80s guys that I know, uh, Donnie Poplin, you know, a friend of mine back in, uh, back in that time period. Um, pretty excited to, to get Chris Rochelle behind the plate and have two phenomenal corner uh, outfielders uh, and an all-time hits leader. So I got Aaron Bray. So, you know, I checked all the boxes. There's certainly everybody here picked a guy that I said, oh, I wish I had, but that's the way it works. You know, Kevin picked Shiflet right out of the gate. I mean, that's a, that's a guy that's in your wheelhouse to, to maybe should be the first pick, uh, in an exploration, but, um, I, 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 I really like my lineup. All right, Kevin, what, what are your, what are your thoughts coming off of this? Um, I thought they're pretty good as far as spreading it out over different generations of Niners. Um, uh, went, went heavy pitching early. I got All-American Tim Colley and, and three big leaguers, Jeff Johnson, Brian Harvey, and Sean Whiteside as my staff. So um, not a lot of runs going to be scored against us. So hopefully uh, our guys got a lot of got a lot of good sticks. Um, like I said, Barry Shefflett, when my first pick, went off the board, and uh, he's going to be put, plopped in the middle of the order. I got two 400 hitters right in the middle with Brad McElroy and Shefflett. Uh, Hammond's uh, at my shortstop up the middle. He's going to be uh, a good stick as well. Um, and then um, uh, corner, my another corner infielder, Rob Lyerly. He's uh, got a lot of pop and a pretty good um, minor league career up in the double A. And uh, pretty solid defensively, I think, uh, up the middle. So, um, pretty, 
pretty satisfied with my team. I don't think you can go wrong in, in doing something like this. So, uh, uh. no, no. Uh, Mark, yeah. your, your reaction? I'm the oldest guy here, and I picked the oldest team. So, if we're going by A's, I'll get killed. But I got 10 players that were uh, signed by Gary Robinson, one that was signed by Gary Bartley, and uh, I've got speed out the wazoo with Carlos Strickland, Kevin Ayer, Stuart Cole, Donovan Mitchell, Armando Rios, and I've got great pitching. And one of my best pitchers is in my DH spot, who was a terrific hitter. I'm probably lacking a little bit in power, but this team will this team will play you and play a hard nose. You yeah, can make man. up for that with uh, with with Marines. <laughs> yes, and, and and my first pick was Matten, who mashes. But he, you know, I don't I don't need to I don't need to drive in a bunch of runs with this pitching staff. Plus, if Journey's if Journey's playing at home plate, you're not getting through him. <laughs> All right, Sean. By far, hands down, the best of the four teams drafted tonight. <laughs> Three All-Americans got me going. I've got multiple two-way guys that we can interchange throughout the lineup. Um, solid defense, up and down, infield, outfield. Kel Skeen's catching. Chris Taylor can flip-flop back there. Mills, Stanford, Macieski, and Steedley on the mound. Absolutely fantastic. Minus a couple of steals Darren got from me. Much better than I could have imagined. That so you 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 think the snake format worked out for you? It for once it actually did. <laughs> I like it. All right, here's what you guys need to do for me. We're going to put these out as a as a poll. Um, send me. We've got your. I've got your teams listed, but what I want you guys to do is put your lineup together, put your put your batting order together, uh, put your pitching rotation together, and, and send that to. That's that's your homework. Okay. Now you got to organize them, and then that's the way we'll tweet them out. Okay. When we when we tweet these lineups out, we'll put them we'll put them out the way you organize them. So that's that's the last the last piece of it. We'll put it out Foxy, there. Foxy, you leaning towards a, a certain player for your team name yet? Uh, I've got a couple of thoughts. <laughs> Do you have a suggestion? The Yetis? I got nothing. nothing. I got nothing. Mm-hmm. The Yetis. Be good. Well, hey, that's, uh, what well, that's, what is that? Is that, uh, Cleveland Community College named their, their team, the Yetis? Right. Yeah. Yep. Which I thought was a good name. All right. Let's see what, uh. We, we we always give we always give the last word to to Coach Woody, so we're working our way in that direction. But Rob, what what do you make of all this? What what do you got? Well, I'll say this: that, that was a lot of fun and brought back a lot of a lot of memories of of good times that I had at UNC Charlotte. There's no doubt about that, and also got a chance to learn even more history uh, of the Charlotte baseball program. And and thanks to, to all the head coaches that have been through here and and all the good things that they've done uh, for the program. And but this was a lot of fun, man. It was, it was awesome to get a chance to talk about old teammates and, and, and the history of our program. That's always fun, man, because this is a special place to all of us. Coach Woody. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, to kind of pile on what, what B-Rob said, I mean, growing up, growing up in Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, I would just remember reading about all these guys in the newspaper and told the story about, 
B Rob and Joey Hammonds and Eric Shanks and Gerald Parr coming into on deck and working out every day. And just, you know, as a high school kid, that's, that's a bigger influence to your career than probably B Rob and those guys ever knew. It really was. So, um, you know, and then just hearing all of Mark's stories and, and, and Darren's stories, hearing all y'all's you know, stories of these guys and, and kind of connecting the dots with a lot of the faces that I've had a chance to meet over this, this first year has been, has been tremendous. Um, so I've, 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 I've been thrilled to, to be a part of this year tonight and, and just take it all in. Um, I do kind of want to wrap up, I guess, in terms of a last word with an acknowledgement of, of our current team. You know, this was, this was going to be our senior, our senior day weekend for our current, our current Niner team. And, um, you know, our, our guys, I, I just, I want to share with Niner nation. I wish, I wish everybody could know how, how, how great our players have handled this, this adversity. Their chins have stayed up the whole way. We, we stay connected on zoom calls and, and, you know, they've had, they've done a great job academically and staying on top of everything and, and handling this adversity. So, um, you know, I just want to, I just want to commend our entire team. Um, certainly those who are listening on, on how they've handled this, but then I, I really would just want to acknowledge our senior class and, and a lot of them are, are, are graduating and with the new legislation, you're going to be able to suit up again and come back for us next year. Um, so that that's going to be a special senior day for us next year, but, um, just want to acknowledge those guys and then thank you all for putting this on here tonight. Yeah. One, one last thing I'd like to say on top of what Woody said is, is thank you, Darren and Mike Hill and everybody in the administration for helping out those seniors. That's, that's pretty special that you guys did that, man. I know there's some other schools that, that haven't done that. Uh, but that, that I know that goes a long way with those kids and those parents. And it just, that's, that's pretty awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. And that link is out there. There is a fund set up where you can you can give to um, all the spring sports seniors. So the funds have been established to raise. Um, I think Darren, it's the, approximately ninety three thousand dollars is what's the goal. Yeah, ninety three thousand dollars. So, uh, if if you've enjoyed listening to this, if you've had a good time with this tonight, um, maybe think about some of those guys that when this gets done again might be picks in that next all-time fantasy draft that uh, are going to be playing here again, getting the chance to play their senior year next year. Maybe thinking about throw a few dollars their deserving way. Yeah, All right, guys. Everything helps. Sure, Ever, sure. Absolutely. Every little bit helps. So that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, this, this only took two hours and 40 minutes. So that's good. Uh, it, it blew by. This was, it this was a lot of fun. Um, I want to thank Darren and Sean and Mark for, for uh, participating and joining in. Um, Bo and Coach Woody, it's always great to have you guys. Uh, my wife, Emily, has been sitting here the whole time helping me keep track of the picks. So I want to thank her for, for help on that. Um, it, it, this has been a lot, a lot of fun. Um, maybe not as much fun as it would have been being at the Hayes this weekend, but, but this has been pretty cool too. We appreciate all you guys for listening. Look for us wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, Google play, Spotify, tune in, et cetera, wherever you get them, we're there. Make sure you click subscribe. So you won't, so you'll be notified anytime we post new content. Also follow diamond Niner fans on social media for all the latest 49ers baseball, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're all over the place until next time. On behalf of everybody here, Kevin and producer Brad and oh, 
Sean's back in. Who's your Who's your assistant GM there, Sean? Oh, this is Colton. Just turned one uh, back in March. So, hey, so birthday, Colton. Also, on behalf of one-year-old Colton Fox, who just joined the show, um, this has been a lot of fun. We appreciate you tuning in. Until next time, good night, everybody. Thanks, guys. Yeah, really. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. <laughs>